Street Fighters. How's it going? Welcome to the show. We're here. It's Sunday night. Time for a street fight. We're taking calls. That's right. The number to dial is 614-655-3887. We've got an open queue. So if you want to talk to us about your bad boss, you want to talk to us about election stuff, you want to talk to us about dare officers, anything you like, the number, the number to dial is 614-655-3887. You can get right in here. Give us a call. We want to hear what you got to say. Uh, we are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for nine years now out of Columbus, Ohio. We're on WCRS in uh, the capital here. Bringing it to you from the Midwest, that dissent, that disruption. Uh, trying to advocate for a better world and telling everybody that it's okay to feel grief about the world that we're in right now and uh, fighting back, you know. We do shit for people that fuck things up. So I hope that's you and I hope that's how you found yourself here and I want to support you and cheer you on to uh, creating, you know, uh, more dissent and disruption wherever you go. So my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. As always, you can find more of what we do by just subscribing to the podcast. Maybe you just listen to this on SoundCloud. You didn't even think about going to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify. Looking for Street Fire Radio, clicking subscribe, rating it. Like Even if you don't listen on Spotify, just find it on Spotify and rate it really high so that other people can find it. And then it finds its way to other people. Uh, so... You can do that. You can also go to patreon.com slash Radio, where we have bonus content. You can get access to 24 digital zines. You can get access to over 30 hours of bonus video content of Brian and I yelling at copyrighted television shows, stuff we can't put on YouTube or else it would get taken down. Um and then also get access to bonus audio like Teen Fight Radio, Shocktober, all of that wonderful stuff is available at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. Uh, we are still ad-free. We don't advertise uh, for anybody that we don't believe in um, because, you know, there's... I mean, if something's good, you, you'll use it. it doesn't need to, we don't need to sell you on a fucking mattress. Especially these bullshit-ass mattresses. They took all the the springs. They took the springs out, and they took the wood out. And all you got is a fucking slab of polyurethane. And these fucking podcast mattresses are a bad deal. They're like tiny houses. They're just trying to get us comfortable with a fucking bum deal. So don't fuck with any sort of podcast mattress. And that's my promise. I'm Brett Payne from Street Fight Radio. Thanks for doing that, man. Yeah. Those things are just like they just squirt out a slab of polyurethane and charge you $400 for it. And they say that it's a better experience. And that memory foam is horseshit. And it's not like the old good beds they used to make that were squishy and comfortable. I don't think that you should have that shit mailed to you. Yeah, absolutely. I, almost, I, I, I would not buy a mattress from... The mattress people online. No. I, I, you know where I go? I the original mattress factory, which is a store in Columbus, Ohio, where the mattresses, sure, they're a little more expensive, but they're made in Columbus, Ohio by people with pillows for hands. Craftsmen. Yes. Craftswomen. Crafts non-binary people are working at the mattress factory. They're not squirting out a purple mattress and rolling it in a box and sending it to your house and getting you on a payment plan. This Never. is these are people in your neighborhood that are using hammers and nails to to get you a, a nice mattress stitched together. 
Yeah. Man, I've had I a fucking weekend, hate these podcast ass mattresses, dog. Well, yeah. For real. The memory That's foam real. shit. Mine right now has a it's like a fucking roof on a house. Like if I it's just the the highest point is in the middle and it's got so much memory in now in it now. It remembers how deep I'm asleep on one side and remembers how deep my wife is on the other side. So it's just like I just feel like I'm sliding down a hill all night long. I fucking hate this mattress. I bought a two-sided mattress so I could flip it, and it would last double the amount of time. So Sure. But I'm probably way over the amount of time I should have had it, you know? Yeah. And I sweat when I sleep, so it's probably extra gross in there i always think about but i don't care that much really yeah yeah, my wife's been talking about a new mattress for three years and i'm like i don't even i can't even tell we need one you know i had a wild weekend brett just crafts people crafts comrades crafts consrads that's who makes mattresses okay all right crafts comrades (laughs) yeah yeah sorry go ahead so uh on friday night i saw corn with Brett. Yeah, I was there. I loved it. It fucking ruled. Here's what we did that was genius. Well, okay, let's start from the beginning, right? So Brett and I are going to see corn. We bought tickets months ago. We've had this week that has just been off the charts. We're busy. spoiled. Well, it, we know- in a way, because we are saying, right? Like I said this, people that listen to the Brace and Brian show that replaced the episode of Street Fight heard me say this, but I said me and brad have been working really hard this week so we didn't have time to podcast and brace was like your whole job is podcasting and i was like you don't get it man we've been doing shit like we did a variety show next day we drove to harrisburg pennsylvania next day we drove home two days later we drove to cleveland aw watch party. well yeah you don't have to say what we were doing out there because it was work right well the elevator i mean yeah with the elevator <laughs> brewing company we ha- we show up every single week dutifully like it's our job to watch wrestling and everybody there wanted to go watch wrestling in cleveland we had to go with them we went and we had a hell of a time there it was very fun uh brett started to bum me out on the way home but it was fine how did i bum a good you boy we got about 20 minutes from home and you're like this all was a mistake yeah and i yeah. was like geez man <laughs> i feel bad now like i made you do this i have to say driving up to cleveland and driving back um i don't know if i can do it again i can I don't do know it if I have unlimited it times Maybe if I sleep in the car, I need like a tranquilizer. You could have slept in the car this time. (laughs) I felt so miserable. You were in the back seat. I was miserable. I know. I know. So anyway, (laughs) the wrestling was great. We had a great time. We had to talk about it real quick because we used show money to pay for it. Yeah, this is content. (laughs) This is official content for tax purposes. This is networking and marketing money (laughs) that we spent. But, but yeah, I mean, but then it gets to Friday, right? Like, so we're home Wednesday at two in the morning. But we did have extra tickets. I, we bought tickets for people. If you want to go watch, re- if you want to come in Columbus, watch wrestling on Wednesday nights. If it comes to town, we will buy you a ticket to go with us to go watch fucking wrestling. We <laughs> love to waste money on wrestling. We do, we do, we really do. We're fucking gonna be in we're Tampa. dedicated. Yeah. So anyway, we uh we um. So then Friday came around, which comes real fast when you get home at like 2.30 in the morning Wednesday, you know, which is Thursday, but I'm saying Wednesday because I don't believe in time like that. Sure. And, uh, you know, Brett, I said Brett a text and I was like, let's just, the doors open at 7, let's get there by 8.30, 8.45, 
Breaking Benjamin will be finishing. Corn will be on stage. Soon. We won't have to see any music except for Corn. We'll spend two hours at the Corn concert and just go on yeah, with our day. It was great. Know? And uh, so we decided to do that. I uh, went to the website and it said you can reserve your parking spot. Yeah, prepaid parking. So I was like, oh, I'll reserve a parking spot. This is fucking going to be great. So I spent $15 reserving a spot. There was nobody there to like check and it, the lot was free. Yeah. So that's pretty some much. Scam. Yeah. <laughs> this day and age, they just take your money online and don't even pay someone to check. They just know that you'll, you're willing to pay to, to feel good. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Cause bro, I was saying to Brett, I was like, there's nothing I can put in my window. There's no way for people to know. I didn't put my driver's license in there. I didn't do anything. So basically, the only reason I paid this $15 is so I can sue them if they tow my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have somebody that you can complain to. Yeah, that's it. You can go to OSU and say, I got tricked by an app, you know, or you can like sue the app and say, oh, you know, OSU towed my car. You have somebody, some sort of re legal recourse. Exactly. That well, was what it was. All man. they were doing was just taking advantage of like your anxiety about like, not finding somewhere to park. Right. Cause it's in a weird fucking part of town where there is like, why, only why isn't there, why isn't there a football field worth of parking for that place? I agree. It's a fucking arena. How can you get, how many thousands of people were there? I think there's 20,000 people fit in that arena. If I'm not, I'm looking up capacity it doesn't right now have, and there's no official parking. No, no, there's no, no on-site parking. No, I have to walk across a bridge. Most of the time when I go to this arena, I'm walking across a fucking bridge, shivering my ass off because there's no coat check either. <laughs> it's true. It's really fucking weird because you're like, that's the other thing about it too, is like the horseshoes right there. Is there yeah. a parking lot for the horseshoe? No. no. There's no. 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 The horseshoe holds 100,000 people, <laughs> Brett, for a football game. Over. Like a lot of times they'll be like, there's 102,000 people here. And they're like, but y'all, you know, you got to find parking. Yourself. They walk from hotels on Olentangy River Road. <laughs> yeah, they walk on a dangerous ass four lane, 55 mile an hour street <laughs> to get that. It's ridiculous, right? It's wild. It's weird. It's so, just not acceptable. It's not. If you, I think you shouldn't be allowed. Because here's a big news item for columbus right is that like they're building crew stadium in downtown now they're Rebuilding. moving it yeah for no reason at all there is no reason to move the crew stadium well in the game of real estate and intellectual property ownership some sort of you know millionaire hit some hit 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 a bonus in the game where they were able to turn buying a franchise into like revitalizing it and taking all of the taxpayers money to do so right they took the money straight out they got a tax abatement or something schools ain't getting shit out of this yeah it's it was like it was downtown. a struggling team some guy tried to buy it and was like i want to move it and then all of a sudden it's like no don't move it and they're like 
Well, now we're going to like spend all of our money on it. We're going to sell the rights to our fucking parking meters and put it in this stupid fucking soccer team. I know. I know. We, Me and Brat were like leaders I of heard the it's no, not, get rid of the fucking crew Yeah, movement. screw the crew. Get out of here. Like, put we them never in a fucking thousand them. seat venue, man. That's all shows it's up It's a anyway. low turn. They, they have statistically the lowest attendance of any MLS people. They should not fucking be here. Scram. Get get out of town. <laughs> I we know. Don't need, go to Austin. It's hot. It's soccer weather down there perfect they're perfect building a fucking stadium next to huntington park which is the baseball field that is across the street from the arena that the blue jackets play in which is also across the street from a three five thousand seat outdoor venue that has concerts all the time no parking there's just yeah, no parking not over a there. lot of parking nowhere to fucking park they're just building it which it's like in any city any fucking city, I would be like, you know what? You don't have to put parking by the place, right? Because in most fucking cities, they have a train or something that goes to the place. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Don't put parking there. Yeah. But the fucking, we don't have any trains. So you got two choices. You can lift, I guess. But I'm not like encouraging people to lift. I don't want to encourage people to do that because I hate I was going to say I hate Lyft drivers. I actually feel solidarity with Lyft drivers, but they're very dangerous a lot of times on the street. It's hard. It's like telling people to go mine coal. It's like you're not going to get nothing by coming and picking me up. Like I can sign up to get a ride on this app and someone will come do it, but like you shouldn't. No one should take the deal. The last like person- they should be able to say like, no, I'm not going to take 653. $6.53 to drive to this motherfucker's house and drive him down to the grocery store. It's going to have to be more than that. The last person that, the last two people that have taken me to and from the airport have told me that they're barely breaking even on Lyft. And I just, there was I think a, I don't even know what to say. A Medium article came out earlier this month um, of a guy that was talking about driving Lyft where he was just stuck in the cycle and couldn't give it up, but it was like a way to make money, but it was not enough. And just how do you pivot out of this or what can be done? It's or, pay to advance. It is. It's, it is. It's just, it's a, it's like the, it's the misery that you know, like it's just something that you can do that will get you, it will put the money in your bank account. Yeah. But it's not enough to pay for the gas and like the wear and tear on your car and the cost, uh, the amount of time that you're spent doing it, you know? And right. then when you pay taxes at the end of the year, when they're like, oh, all the money you made, you have to give a third of that to the, to the government though, you know? Yeah. Like we never took Sucks. taxes. Sucks, man. Fucking yeah, it's a shitty fucking deal. deal. So anyway, uh, I so uh, on Friday night before I went to the game, I spent my time looking for a washer on Facebook Marketplace. Now, you may remember this for the last three months. I have said I'm looking for a washer on Facebook Marketplace at separate times on this radio show. Separate, different times, you know, here and there. I'm looking for a washer, but I would give I, up. I, yeah, and I foolishly said I could solve the problem for $100, I yeah. think. I gave up. I said, fuck it. But Friday night, before I went to see corn, I was like, I am going to get a washer. I go on Facebook Marketplace. I find one for $150. Okay. Good per fucking deal. Budget. Yeah, that's like a that's like a primo one. Got some bells and whistles on it. No, it didn't. It didn't? It none. 
It's just something some guy took out of somebody's basement and fixed, and now he put it in my basement. Okay. <laughs> like, that's how these things work. But 150 is like, I mean, is that the is that the starting point? Yeah, I mean, you can sometimes get them for 75 bucks, but that's usually a dryer for okay. 75. A washer, usually, you're going to get around 125, 150 right. if you're going Some used. More. I'm a used guy. You know, I buy used tires. I buy yeah. used washers. I don't, I, I don't know the price for I mean, I, I haven't I mean, I, I haven't got a washer off of Craigslist. Oh, I've been doing it for years. So I get this washer. I order a washer. I get a guy. I'm like, you can bring it tomorrow. And he's like, I can bring it tomorrow. I said, what time? And he's like, I don't fucking know what time I'm going to be able to do it tomorrow. I mean, I'm tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, get off my jock. <laughs> but <laughs> he did say he was going to deliver it the next day. We're texting. He's like, I'll be he, there at he 7. He said that? He did really said back off? Just like. Well, no. He was just like, I don't know what time. You'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. When am I supposed? How am I supposed to know what I'm gonna, time I'm going to send you the signal. The go signal. That means get ready because I'm coming with your fucking washer. Be so, there. So he, he gets a hold of me at 8 in the morning and says, I'll be there at 7. And I'm like, okay. Something happens around the 6 o'clock mark okay. where I have to go do something. Okay. But my wife is home. Okay. So she can meet the washer guy, right? Got Cash it. is there, $180. Okay. Because he needed $20 more for delivery. That's $170. And then I was going to give him $10 more for a tip because I'm nice like that. Okay? Yeah, 10 is a little chintzy. Well, so what happens is he comes to my house, he knocks on my door, and he says, I've got your dryer. My wife is like, we did not order a dryer. And he was like, yes, you did. And I said, my wife said, we didn't order a dryer. We have a dryer. We don't need a dryer. And the guy was like, oh, really? And then he's like, I, she's like, if you have a washer, we'll take it. And he was like, I can go back and get the washer and bring it here for you. So I did was not there for this. Yeah. I was in the car driving. Okay. My wife texts me and says, he brought a dryer? Right. you know yeah i mean it's a common mistake it's like a 50 50 chance that you would get it right so i responded to her and said what the fuck why yeah then i went into my facebook messenger to prove him prove to her that i <laughs> yeah <laughs> you should feel that way brett's making <laughs> i went into my facebook messenger to prove to her that i did order a washer but unfortunately, I did order a dryer. <laughs> never, oh, no. Oh, no. I have never felt so dumb in my life. And I started to... I felt real bad. Oh, my God. Like bad on a high level. Because this guy's driving from like 25, yeah. 30 minutes away. He's loading a dryer onto the yeah, car. Yeah, he thought he's, he's doing his job. This guy texted me and said, I want a fucking dryer. I'm putting a dryer on my truck. I'm driving it to the guy's house. I get to the guy's house. The guy's not there. His wife says they don't want the dryer. <laughs> so, he's going to call into his radio show and talk shit about he you. He fucking should. He, I deserve that. I deserve that. That was bad. I went and looked he's gonna and it call, said dryer. I was like, I must have been just so excited to see an appliance. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking take it. You know, I'll take it. 
So I went to the fucking store because he's like, I'll be back around nine. Oh, good God. So I went to the store. Yeah. And got twenty more dollars and just yeah. gave him a $30 tip. Because I felt I've never felt so dumb and bad in my life. It, it what a horrible thing I did to that man yesterday. But he did it all, man. He yeah, got 30 that's, bucks. That's the life. A thirty dollar tip is probably more than he gets most times, I would think. Maybe. I hope. <laughs> you never know. Because he deserved a lot more from me than he would get from an average customer. Yeah, I mean, I would say now that when I, I should be able to he should get a couple of lashings on you. Now, whenever I open up my Facebook Messenger, I see the fucking thread where me and him talked about getting... It's called, like, fucking GE Dryer Look, brand new. It says, uh, I open it up and it says, uh, Dryer Maytag will deliver and install. And I see it. I, I see it every time I open up my Messenger app. And I'm like, I'm not opening this app. I can't. I can't look at this. So yeah, that happened to me yesterday, or him more than me. Yeah, that happened to him. <laughs> really. You you inflicted <laughs> some fucking pain on the a very a nice older man. And I I mean somebody a, a very a useful person that would solve a, an issue for you, even though that you're a complete asshole. He was so nice too. When he came back, he wasn't mean. But I think like I I I under, I know why. He was nice. Back when I worked at the cable company, whenever the customer would fuck up, I would be like extra nice back to them so that they they felt worse about the fuck up. Yeah, you, know you got. I mean, that's all you can do is rub it in their face. <laughs> it's like a little mind game. You, you just got to fucking destroy them. With fucking, <laughs> no, I loved servicing you and your stupid ass. I fucking enjoyed it. I really liked solving problems for you because you're just so dysfunctional as a person that you don't even know a dryer from a fucking washer. I'm glad to have it. Here, I put my signature on this work order. Put yours on there, too, so I can get the fuck out of here. Dude, he sent me the picture of the dryer before he brought it No, to no. Like, I, I said, yeah, that's great. That looks like a good washer, is what I thought. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, no. What I think in my mind, but instead, I was yeah, saying, yeah, that's a great that's dryer. That's a great dryer. Ugh, bad day. So, But anyway, later on, uh, daughter wanted to watch Dazed and Confused with me. This is the last story before we take calls, but I, I just, I got to relay this. So we're watching Dazed and Confused, and uh, anybody who's seen that movie... Probably when they watched it as a teenager and they loved it because um, teenagers love that movie, uh, identified with like some of the characters in the movie. Right. And uh, last night I was watching it and I always identified with Slater, who is the stoner guy with long hair that has a weed shirt. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, man, you know what I mean? Always identify with that character. And uh, as I started watching it last night, I realized that I'm more like Ben. A I was probably more like Ben Affleck in that movie. <laughs> oh, just an outright asshole. <laughs> an outright asshole, bully, drunk idiot. <laughs> and like, I think all my friends, Jason, you probably thought you were like Slater. I think all my friends thought we were the cool stoner kids. But we were actually a bunch of assholes. And uh, I realized that. But then... I still have a, I have a Slater hat. I do have one that so I still cool. wear. He was the coolest. So then Gwen is saying who she identifies. She's like, oh, man, you know, I, I really... This is cool. There's like a different... There's all different types of people in this movie. And the first time they showed the, the like, nerd guys, 
the ones that are like driving around the car with the girl with the uh, red hair and uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. I don't know this movie. Like They're that. like huge nerd guys, right? That are like, you know, talking about politics and like, I don't really feel comfortable at parties, man, and stuff like that. I hated them when I was growing up. I just, I hated them. And which is why I figured out I was more Ben Affleck because of how much I hated the nerd guys. She was like, oh, I, I feel like them. And I was like, you know, that is a crucial difference between my generation and my daughter's generation is that they see somebody that's socially awkward and she, they're like, no, I identify with that person. Yeah. I'm like, kids are fucking nerds now. Come on. Pick yeah. it up. Yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a that's interesting to show to them because it's like things are different, but they're so much the same. You they're know? really like roughly they're, they're, the same. When I talk to Gwen about high school, like 90% of what she says, you know, the 10% being technology related things, of course, like we didn't have technology. We don't have anything. We couldn't well, make videos. We couldn't do any of that stuff. So we don't have that. But like, as far as types of people go and like things that dumb kids say or, or kids say that are stupid, those things all are still. Yeah. Well, and like the thing you said that I don't even remember from the goddamn movie, but when I was when we were in school, we had this thing called senior tag, where you had three or four people that were on a team together, and you got slotted, you got assigned to each other for like a one week, and you had to squirt them with a squirt gun outside of school. So we would wake up super early, we would hitch rides, we would take a bus, we'd fucking walk, we'd show up to somebody's house, hide in their bushes, and when they go to the bus, you'd fucking shoot them, right? Yeah. Well, there was one skirmish that was going down, not that I was involved in, but a parent of his dad showed up because this girl called him on her cell phone and they had her cornered and he showed up and started flashing a fucking gun at these kids <laughs> to tell them to go away. <laughs> yeah. That and that happens, happens in, in that, that fucking movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. With the paddling stuff. I, I think like I wanted traditions and, uh, you know, the more I say that there weren't any traditions at Groveport, it might just be my like disconnect from sure. school related things. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I always, I, I just like when I, I just can't believe like the archetypes still work, you know, in that movie, like they all still work. Yeah. I, I did. I, I will, I will tell you guys a quick funny story about some kid at my daughter's school that made me sad recently. He's a rapper. We're not going to say his name. He's not a good rapper. He's okay. a terrible rapper. He's terrible. He shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Me and Brad have He's just to borrowing his... somebody else's dreams. He's very bad. Um, his plan has always been to be a SoundCloud rapper and get a cloud house. And uh, then he went and got himself a job at a grocery store. He's loving working at this grocery store. And now he's like, I'm going to get my own apartment. I'm going to live alone. You know, I get out of school and become a realtor. And I'm just like, no, you got to go back to the rapper thing. Like you can't decide in high school that you want to be a realtor. That's bleak to me. So that's been something I'm like, Gwen, just tell him to be a rapper. Just tell him he's good at rapping. You know? No, I mean, for, for the foreseeable future, our, some of our high school graduates are going to aspire to be realtors. No, that can't. That's unfortunate. Uh, no, nobody in high school wants to be a realtor. You think I mean, anybody does? Yes, dude. Instagram realtors are bawling. Like the TV shows, property bros, the, a home and garden, it is a viable thing for people that want to flex and have fake wealth on the internet. I feel like that's for like 35-year-old women, though. 
the, no, the, the, no. the real estate stuff. No, it's for guys that want to get pedicures too, like me. I just realtors. It's like guys who do eyebrows want to fucking sell houses too. I just don't want people dreaming of being a realtor. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want like your dreams to be tied up in some like, at, like it's like. Don't worry nobody... about that kid's life. He's a stupid ass kid that wants to be a realtor. Like, fuck him. I guess. I just worry about him too much. I don't like seeing people drop their dreams like that. That early. well, because he was he was never real enough to be a rapper. He should have never been trying doing that. He's <laughs> he always been like you know a white bread oppressor. So realtor is perfect for him. <laughs> he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to go to school, right? What was the first real job you wanted? It's a good question to ask the people calling. Too. Ninja? No, that's not what I mean. I mean first real job that you ever wanted. Not, not like a not Mar like marine biologist. Okay, I'm talking about like that was my first, first real practical job that you ever said like I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like I think for me, it was jewelry store, tattoo artist. Okay, that works. See, mine was working at a jewelry. Working store. at a jewelry store. Yeah, I just had this real dream about that when I was a teenager. It was like at the end of high school. I wanted to work at International Diamond and Gold. They sell rings and shit. <laughs> yeah. The idea was they close early and uh, I would like kind of get my own store sort of thing. You know, that's what I thought in my mind before I could work. So jewelry store was the first real job I ever wanted to do. I thought I was going to get a job at a jewelry store, sell jewelry during the day. You probably make good money on a... Uh, you probably make good money on commission on jewelry because it's expensive. And I get an apartment in this apartment complex and I'd be able to order anything I want on pay-per-view because I'd be an adult. That was okay. what I saw my adult life being when yeah. I was 16, 17 years old. Yeah, I like it. That's ambitious. It's not ambitious at all. It's a dream. It's like it's not anything that could ever come to fruition. <laughs> it, no, it's, it's not practical in any sort of. I could have never worked something at a jewelry that store. you can imagine to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a jewelry store would have ever hired me, though. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what mine. I don't know what mine is. Guy. Yeah, you didn't have one. You just weren't like. I mean, yeah. I, I just wanted a job that closed early. You know what I mean? That I wanted, was like what I wanted. I wanted jobs that I like you have to go to college for, but I didn't want to go to college for. Like <laughs> I wanted sucks. to do graphic design or art or like creative stuff. I was yeah. like, I'm not gonna go to college though. Yeah, like, graphic I design, <laughs> I, I kinda wanted to do that too. For that was period. the big fail career though to make. Like that was <laughs> Y2K if you came if you graduated around Y2K, the the worst mistake was like be one of those graphic designers because there's like a babillion of them. I know. Everybody wanted to be a graphic designer. It was very thing. new. Yeah, it was cool though, right? No, I mean it's paid off. It's uh I mean, you know, you can work with it and there's lots of people that make it work, but you know, I uh I don't know, I don't know, I don't feel like I had any of that. I don't know what I I really You just want a loser. It's cool. Like I was a loser. That's why I had those fantasies. You know what I mean? Where it was just like <sighs> you should imagine being like some highly successful on some sort of realm. It wasn't like highly some, successful. some different even it was yeah, just like did. making thirty thousand dollars a year, forty thousand dollars a year, living in an apartment by myself, and probably just imagine having lots of sex and getting pay per views. You know, yeah. If I just, I think it's like imagine liking your job. I think that there was, I wanted to do stuff 
Like I was willing to handle toxic waste if it meant like five dollars more per hour. I, I was more bargaining things like a financial scale, like how much risk can I take upon myself to get a higher <laughs> reward. Um, but to think of a really nice, like you know, I uh, I, I wear you know my black fucking dress pants to work, and I have my shoes and my nice shirts, and I do my job at the mall every single week, and I'm happy with it. Like it well, is kind of. And we, I was talking with, uh, I had uh, Natalie and Drew from Garbage Brain University were hanging out over here earlier. And we were talking about how, like, we just wish we were born stupider and that we like sports. Like, we just wish that, like, we could get really excited. Like, every Saturday when the Buckeyes played, like, we would make fucking buffalo chicken dip and, like, not think about the consequences of eating meat or, like, not give a fuck about, you know, the rest of the world. And we could just be, like, you know couch potatoes i'm kind of the same way i like, just wish i was stupid i wish i was born a lot stupider i mean i do i can sit around and watch sports i just like i go through phases you where make i'm it like your life, i watch though, wrestling people make it their life forever i went to so there's this place in town it's called roosters it's a chicken wing place me and my wife went and it was just all like piles of vanilla fudge with ohio state jerseys on it was packed to pack it was wall-to-wall -wall suburban motherfucking assholes that were there to like drink a liter of fucking light beer and eat a whole bunch of fucking bad food. And I am so disconnected from that world. Like, I just want to smash it to yeah. fucking pieces. Like, I don't want it to do it. I want them to have a bad time. I want those people that, <laughs> you know, go and feast on $40 worth of chicken wings and potato wedges on a Friday night. And I want them to have a bad fucking time again. You sound like a super villain. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's what I'm going for at this point. I did, uh, er, earlier this week, I put something in tweet form that I've been like kind of rolling around in my mind for years. And uh, I thought you might be interested in it. I put I made the hierarchy of teen jobs okay. this week. And uh, I was talking. Yeah, we were talking about that. I was talking about with Natalie. Oh, really? You were talking to her about the well, my she, hierarchy? Well, she um she said that when she was a kid, she got some sort of waiver from the state, which allowed poor kids to work at 12. Oh, like when she was oh. younger, you could get like uh, you could get some sort of official certificate that like I, this. I've got an entrepreneurial kid on my hand that's twelve years old that I want to pay him five dollars to clean the fucking grease traps. Oh, that fucking sucks, man. So, but I did the same because I did a I did the paper route. Like as soon as yeah, I turned yeah. thirteen, which. I mean, the paper company should have never trusted a 13 ever. 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 We fucking they gave so me a whole round. They gave me seven yeah. days worth of papers. They were like, we entrust this to you to make this happen. And that was the dumbest idea they could the have The bad made. shit we did, dude. Our buddy Zane was a paper guy. And we would fucking be like, we're going to do the paper out with you, Zane. Let's go fucking do it. He's listening to this probably too. And, uh. We would go over to his house early and we would take the papers and we would roll them as tight as we could get them. And then we would go and throw them as hard as we could at the screen door <laughs> and then just wake everybody in the house up. And then my buddy Steve got one and a guy got mad at him because he delivered his paper late. Remember, he delivers this guy's paper late, and the guy's like, You can't be delivering my paper late. And Steve was like, Why don't you go fuck yourself? And he got fired for paper. But it was like, No, I remember that. I remember they would complain. They would be like, You delivered it past 11 and this one day. And it was like, I had the flu. I woke up shitting and pissing all over myself, and I had to do an audible 
You know, like, I bet you were fine. Yeah. So, and the hierarchy of team jobs, paper route is the lowest because it's the youngest job you can get, right? Like, and you get paid probably four thirty-five an hour doing that. $2. It's yeah. not worth the time yeah. at all. So, the lowest level is fast food because nobody wants to do it. Nobody. That's a teenager. Nobody wants to put on that McDonald's uniform and go to work. People have to do it. I did it. You know, I my first job was McDonald's because nobody else would hire me. I did fast food. Chuck E. Cheese is fast food. Applebee's is fast food. Fast casual fast food. That's that's the lowest level. That's the one that none of us were shooting for. You know what I mean? Sure. Number two, worst job, grocery store. Because that's one where it was like, uh, I mean, you know, it's working with food, which most of us don't want to do because we only get food all over us, but it's all food in packages. Yeah. So it's a little bit better. It's mostly dealing with people's weird customs and what they expect <laughs> from the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Like some guy shows up in like freshly creased polyester pants and is like, take my groceries out, boy. And you're like, sorry, I didn't know. I don't know what the custom is here. I don't know why you have to fucking yell at me like that. We had a guy, <laughs> the general manager at, they called you, you had to call Mr. and Mrs. Yep, at yep. Kroger. And I had to call this motherfucking dude, Mr. Ken. And like, uh, I hated it. Cause I was yeah. like, you know, I'm 18. I am already a fucking insanely disrespectful human being. And this guy's making me call him Mr. Ken. I actually threatened to beat him up at one point when I quit. I said, you know, we're going to have to kick this guy's ass. And we went up there and got into it. But so the next thing. Uh, golf course, bowling alley, mini golf. Like those are all kind of a, 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 a category, right? Okay. Arcade, maybe. Build a there. bear. Build a bear. No, Dude. no. Build a bear is the next level. Really? It's a store in the mall. Okay. That's the penultimate. That's number two in the hierarchy. And finally, at the top of the hierarchy, the best teen job, movie theater or used to be what, video are you doing best device. or worst i'm going worst to best so it goes fast food grocery store golf course bowling alley mini golf store in the mall movie theater or if you're older video rental place here's what i'm going to say um what i've observed over the past years from having a young child there's places like those uh princess places in the mall where they give you like the full makeover experience with the kids and everything they like pick them up in a limousine can't remember what it's called there's also Build-A-Bear. There are the jumpy places. And I think that having a 16-year-old conduct a birthday party for 23 young children is way above their like experience level i do yeah, i do think it's completely unacceptable and it, and like i think that you're stuck with 50 year olds memals and peepals that are like why aren't you put handing out plates why aren't you passing out plates why don't these kids have utensils and it's like I don't know what I'm doing. This is my first foray into fucking jobs. Party planning. And I'm supposed to be an event planner for your six-year-old princess's magical fucking day. Yeah. Yeah, it is wild. Or like the build it. When I watch Build-A-Bear, they conduct a whole thing. They sing fucking songs. Mm -hmm. They do a whole they do a whole routine to make it like a magical experience for these people to pay $45 for a teddy bear and they're get they you're not allowed to tip them. I doubt you can fucking tip them and nobody would even think to tip the fucking Build-A-Bear person. I mean, I think the reason I say store at the mall is the second best, right? 
uniform no uniforms usually they usually don't do uniforms at the mall store in the mall clean job store in the mall also you get to cross pollinate with other workers like there's lots of uh you know you go to mall break room you're hanging out with people from all the different stores yes you get to yeah you get to invited to different parties you get (laughs) to have different experiences with different employees of different mall subsidiaries yeah yeah right yeah and uh you can also trade food and services like when i worked in the mall uh we would like make a bunch of food and take it to another restaurant and they would trade us for like a whole big bag of their food that was so that favorite. we could get a switch up going fast food was we great. also yeah. use the hallways like there's that secret hallway in the mall where you can go to get into the back room of all the other places so when i was underage we would go to the video game place and play like marvel vs. capcom all night long also benefit of being in a mall yeah i did overnight uh one of my first jobs out of uh, high school was third shift at like the flagship Hollister store in Columbus. So you had to fold everything in the most perfect way and line it up so that the edge was at like a 90 degree angle with the shelf and shit. Like it was really intense. And they would like grab, if it was just sloppy, they would like grab your fucking stack of clothes and just throw them on the ground and say like, <laughs> you got to start over. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, storing them all was just like, because like the reason I make the hierarchy is because like if you're like there a was dirt, was, what there was a, one more thing at the mall there was a club that fucking uh the Adobe Gila's yes. in Easton yes there is always a very minor club where you can get drinks for super cheap yes that's true. after you get off that's true yeah. that's one of the benefits of working nice. at the mall well wh- the reason I came up with this list was because like if you so. When they hire teenagers to do jobs, they're really only judging them on looks. You know? That's what I believe. Because what else do you judge a teenager on? You know? Wanting to make money. I haven't met one that wants to make money yet. Well, that's true. But but what do they? What are they using in the interviews to decide if they're going to hire you as a teen? They're looking I mean, at excitement, you. I guess. You know, or like in interest. I don't know. Like when I was, I wanted to make money. I I have. I was like my back against the wall. I wanted to make money. I was very motivated to work for money. I wanted to too, but I couldn't get hired at the mall or the movie theater or the video rental place or a fucking mini golf place or anything like that. All I could get was fast food because of the way I looked. I truly believe this. I believe that if you were able to work in the mall, you were hot. That is a belief or movie theater. Wow. That's two jobs. That's those are for celebrity. I had a mall job. Yeah. Well, you're hot. They looked at me one time and said, no, you're working at McDonald's and Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I mean? You're back room material. I am. I am back room material. I am low level job material. I mean, I was only good at jobs that didn't do interviews. I mean, Abercrombie was like one of place. Hollister was a place. I mean, those mall places. Sure. Hot people places. They they discriminate. Yeah. All of them do. The mall is a place that you cannot work if you're not hot. That's corporate America too. It is. You have to be hot. It's all the way up. Yeah. I agree. I agree. They they fucking discriminate against us ugly people <laughs> with bad clothes. I uh so this is all this dis all the the only reason you're talking about this is because you don't want your daughter to get a high school job. I am not having my daughter Gwen get a job. threatened to fill out a resume and Brian is like now thinking about it and spiraling because you're worried that she's gonna actually land herself <clears throat> a fucking high school job. She's not doing a resume now. She used it because she knows I don't want her to get a high school job. And she said 
I don't, I, I'm going to fill out a resume. I need to fill out some applications and, and, you know, get this thing set up. And I personally said, what is it that you want a job for? That was what I said, because I don't want her to get a job. I've said this on this show multiple times. I think that teenagers shouldn't be working at places with 23 year old creeps and weirdos. And listen, I'm not saying creep creeps and weirdos. What I re I really do believe that like 23 year olds are all like all 23 year olds are creeps and weirdos. Yeah. Bad thoughts. You know what I mean? Like no, they, not have bad thoughts. they have bad, they're not, their brain is not developed. They don't know how to separate themselves from teenagers at all. You yeah. know what I mean? When I was 23, it was the same thing, man. I'm fucking 23 years old. I go to a job. I'm talking to somebody, and I'm like, I was very popular in high school. Like, yeah. it's just, you still feel like that's your life. You know what I mean? And I don't want my daughter to get, like, uh, sexually harassed or 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 uh, treated badly by people. And that is, like, I, I guarantee have yet to meet a woman I've I've met a, I've talked to some people who haven't had this experience, but basically every woman I know has relayed a horror story from working at a place when they were 16 years old with some fucking creepy dude as their 23-year-old general manager who's like just a predator. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would have never been I I it would have been fucking 15 times harder for me to get alcohol and drugs if I didn't have a job when I was a kid. That's true. Because it, I was able to meet the people that had the alcohol and drugs that could buy the alcohol and drugs at a job. And I'm not saying that I think Gwen is like at high risk for doing alcohol and drugs. I just think that when a teenager gets a job, they're automatically bounced up to like adult level in a weird way. Like they've been handed like adult level responsibilities and the people at the job treat them like shittier adults yeah you know what i mean no i remember this guy working with we were working with him like hey man we, we need a bottle of booze will you buy it for us he's like yeah absolutely man come over to my house we go over to his place on a sunday when we're off work and uh we go try to buy it from the store and like it's all shut down he's like oh man hey there's a bar i know we can go to and we all walk into a bar one 40 year old man or 30 year old guy with a bunch with the 18 and 19 year olds and uh, they're like, can they get a bottle of vodka to go? And, and the, the bartender's like, I'm going to have to charge you per shot. That's going to be like $3 per shot. And so you're looking at like $60 bottle or whatever. And uh, he looks at us, he's like, $60 okay? And we're like, yeah, $60 is okay. We want fucking booze. And we just handed over the money and she gave us a whole bottle of fucking vodka. God damn. <laughs> it was yeah. very weird. I mean, that was where I got like most of my connections <laughs> Through my job, I got places. I I fucking the first bad trip I ever had was that I took acid and I went to this fucking dude who was the kitchen manager at Chuck E. Cheese's dude, house first underneath the pizza place. He lived underneath the pizza place in fucking Chillicothe. We drove all the way out there and we were all gonna stay the night at his house and we were all tripping on acid and he had like a bunch of. Like, it was a, a cruddy apartment. You know what I mean? It was, like, as cruddy oh, yeah. as an apartment can be. And it was, like, half filled with Chucky, old Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Like, it, they were just, like, kind of laying out all over the place. 
And like, that was the first like really bad trip I ever had in my life. I didn't know what to do. And the only reason I was even able to do it and have it was because I knew a 26 year old fucking guy that was my boss that wanted to hang out with me because he thought I was cool. Oh no, you know? <laughs> no, getting a job. I like being 16 and getting a job and loaning it to like the first coke head that you meet that is like scandalous as fuck and disappears on money. Like just there's the first times you meet. There was this dude named Micah that ran through all of our friends that would just be really buddy buddy and then borrow money and just skedaddle and you oh, yeah. never see that motherfucker again. Yeah, I got fucking robbed at McDonald's, man. These <laughs> right. guys asked me to get him a fucking quarter of weed and I went and got him the quarter of weed and they said, "Here, just go out to the car. We'll just do it there." We get out to the car. One of them fucking pulls a gun on me and takes the fucking weed. You know, right? The same guy that was pulling the money out of my pocket in the bathroom while i was taking a piss but like tjx6 type yeah i just don't want my daughter to have to go through that until she's a little bit older and develops <laughs> yeah thicker skin yeah. yeah i don't i don't think i mean i understand i definitely understand it like i mean <laughs> there's I also, no reason to have her do that i also don't think it's necessary when i own a business and currently i make good enough money to give her stuff so i bought her some ear airpods this morning when i got paid because it was just like, she's not going to be able to get them if she doesn't get a job. I can't really tell her not to get a job if she's not going to be able to get the stuff that she wants. You know what I mean? Like, that's why you would get a job. So I went and got for my wife is like, just every time she wants something done, my wife is like, well, we bought you AirPods this morning. And that is nice. Just on, on my way out the door, Gwen was taking the trash out and she was like, I'm never going to pay this off, am I? And I'm like, that's your debt. Yeah. Your debt is to your mom, who is going to make you that's do good. everything she's ever wanted. That's to a have great done. lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah. Don't let people buy something for you because you owe them forever. Make your own fucking money and buy it yourself. <laughs> I said, Gwen, I'll take it easy on it. I told her I'd take it easier on her because I'm a softie. Yeah, you're too soft. I, I like too much of soft. a buddy. I like I am a buddy. She's my buddy. I think I'm doing a good job, though. I'm the pressure that makes diamonds. I'm not pressure. My <laughs> wife is the pressure that makes my wife will give her enough shit for me. I just, you know, I don't think teenagers should have to work. And, and yeah, I, I think like, of course, there are uh, uh, exceptions, but. I also don't want to like live in a world where a teenager has to work to help support his family or yeah. their family. Yeah, no, of course. So like, I just, I don't think teenagers should have to work. I don't think it's good for anything. It's not good for your cert. It's not good for the business. The service sucks. Yeah. They're horrible people. They're teenagers horrible. are the worst employees you can yeah. have. It's not good for the teenager. It's not good for their grades. You know what I mean? They, their social life. I mean, I trying to explain to her, like, so Drew Toothpaste asked her to babysit for him on the night of the variety show. He was going to pay her like 80 bucks. And uh, she turned him down because it was a Friday night. And I was like, you think if you fucking get a job, they're going to give you Friday night off. You're fucking crazy. They, you are going to work every Friday and Saturday night and Sunday during the day. Like, that's why they hire teenagers. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's get into these calls. We've been yapping too we much. We got calls? Yeah. I, didn't, I thought we calls. didn't have calls. That's no, we've had, a, we we've had calls for a while. Well, we've been talking too much. Let's take the calls, much. man. Sorry, we forgot to take the calls. You're going to get this one while I pee. Oh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm a little pissed off. 
About what? Um, well, I should be happy because it was a cop funeral, but um, kind of hard to explain. Um, I was uh, coming home from uh, visiting some family, and uh, I was getting on. I was getting on the interstate, and as I was going up the up ramp, I saw that, well. There's a uh, there's a hospital right next to the interstate where I live, and I just saw a sea of cop cop car lights. Um, and oh, it's like, well, I don't, all right, I don't know why they're at the, the hospital. But I got on the on-ramp, and I started going down the road, and uh, I got about a mile and a half, and like 10 cop cars just came up screaming. Um, so I pulled over, and I thought, well, they're, you know, you know, they're, you know, there's some they're serving some big warrant or something like that. And they went past me. Sorry, are you guys there? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Um still here. Okay. Well sorry, I um but anyway, so I got on the interstate and these like literally 10 cop cars just came flying past and I'd seen them at the hospital right before I got on the interstate. And I thought, well, they're like, I don't know why they're at the, the hospital, but they're obviously, you know, they're going to serve, you know, serve some big warrant or some shit like that. And then I get up to the next exit and there's a cop car pulled over at every on ramp and they have it blocked off keeping cars from coming on so then i'm thinking yeah they i uh, mean they make a big deal out of their stuff we uh when we did that show in cleveland where was that where was that when that was massachusetts that we did that or providence where was that fucking place we went to where we wanted to go get uh we wanted to go get dinner at the in the hotel but it was taken over by some fucking cops funeral some fucking donnie that got hit by portland 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 maine they love their cops the northeast loves their police like crazy they do they salute them but yeah, it sounds uh Well Well, I like I said, I got up to the next exit and these like the fleet of 10 cops who had been roaring past me, I start seeing that they've pulled off to block off the exits to keep anybody from getting onto the interstate. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Damn, really I mean, getting... the the police, man, they do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, it's fucked up. Well, I was really getting worried because I was like, is there some kind of checkpoint up ahead, or I, you know, what? but um, so I go past a couple of these exits, and then 
then I just see another complete like galaxy of red and blue lights mm-hmm. coming up behind me. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh shit. What? Um, so I pull over and just one after another cop cars going by and they're, they're city cops. They're, they're county cops. They're, they're state cops. Do you think maybe um, like it was aliens, like some sort of independence day situation was happening? Was the president? Oh there? no, no, That's no! I, I know what it. I oh, I know what it was. When I lived in D.C., um, the craziest thing about D.C. is that there was a lot of times that like a whole bunch of black vehicles would shut down a lane of traffic and just create a calamity and come speeding through yeah. out of nowhere. I mean, my guess is this is a, a politician, but yeah, for sure, it was nothing serious. But uh, I don't know, being there. When you have all the lights going off and you've seen all these uh, disaster movies and you know what it looks like for this place to go up and fucking smoke. No, it was like that, but um, so all these cops start behind and I pull over. I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck is going on? They're blocking off the interstate and sorry, I cuss guys. Um, we cuss but, too. We yeah, we're cussers. <laughs> we're foul okay. mouth. My mom uh, put soap in my mouth as a kid, and I dared her to do it again. Oh, okay, okay. But anyway, um, you know, I pull over, and I just see the sea of, you know, these red and blue lights coming, and I just start looking out the window, and it's, yeah, like. Like ten cops go on me. What was what I was happening? Were they like trying to kill somebody or something? Was there a bomb threat? Was no, it like no, the no, end no, of the no, world? No. Was uh, it what was it? Well, uh, it was a cop funeral. No, okay. yeah, always those the cops. Suck. Yeah, I mean they always they always. But it was okay. Well, it, well here's the thing. Here's the thing. It was eleven thirty at night. So it was like some sort of Irish wake. Is that what that's called? When fucking people do fucked up things on alcohol late at night? They're probably drunk. Irish wake. Close the freeway so the cops can all drunk drive. <laughs> yes. It was. If I had a gang, that's what uh, I would do. Well, if Street I mean, Fight uh, was the biggest like, posse in town, you could all drive as drunk as fuck as you wanted. Like, we would protect you. No, and I, I, I sign on to that. Like, you should be able to cruise... Brian has talked to the, talked about that extensively. No, don't get us in Should trouble. Should be able to cruise. No, don't don't do oh, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can get me in trouble again. People can yell at me again. Well, anyway, okay. Short story. Thirty cop cars left a major hospital, got on the interstate. They sent ten of them ahead as a vanguard to block off all the exits. I don't know if I, I mentioned that, but they blocked off the exits. That's what the te- the first 10 that went by me were doing. They were blocking off the exits so nobody could get on. And then another 20 of them were coming up to escort a hearse that was hauling a cop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now, that's unfortunate. 
then uh but they get i mean they they uh i don't know people like that i don't people want people think that they are the the real celebrities so they get to run roughshod all over our lives do whatever they want for their funeral well uh, no it wasn't a funeral because it was eleven thirty at night there was a hearse though was it have a caterator yeah. in the back or something it's like a buffet it looked it looked like there was a casket in the back but um wasn't them I I didn't know what the hell was going on, and then I looked it up today because I thought, oh well, God, did a cop get shot around here? Because normally you hear about that, but the story is, um, this guy was a cop in a small town in our area, and he was just driving around in his squad car, and. Uh, started having chest pains, called his dispatcher. They had an ambulance come get him. Um, they took him to the hospital, gave him emergency bypass surgery, and then a week later he died of complications. Well, you know and what? Then, Thank you for sharing this wonderful story. We really appreciate it. This is that's such a uplifting story to hear. <laughs> oh, but no, it's it, it, no one in America is more. No one's ass in America has been ke- kissed more than the cops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sucks, and man. It, it but, was like, like, why are? I mean, I, I mean, no, I, I mean, they still play the, I mean, they still play the uh, national anthem. I went to a charity event over the weekend. They played national anthem, and I wanted to boo it. It was unfortunate. Uh, when I take my kid to public school, they still do the fucking pledge of allegiance. It's unfortunate. Uh, they, they just like the status quo gets to. These are the people that think they're oppressed. These are like they sell Blue Live Matter memorabilia in walmart now and these are the people that feel like no one will let them do that they feel like that they're not allowed to be out loud and proud of the police it's it's a fucking absurd world that we live in it's a complete schism compared to what they get yeah but thanks for calling in i appreciate it we got to get another call in here we've had a lot of people on the line for a while thank you appreciate it next one yeah, let's go for the next one. Next call. Next call. Let's see who's calling. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? I'm not letting you take a break till we clear some out. <laughs> hey, this is Lily the Dominatrix calling back. Hey, hey Lily. Oh, how's it going? Yeah. No, I, I have had some things happen. Okay. We talk. Hell yeah. Let's hear um, it. Let's hear it. Well, first of all, I got to thank you and then bitch at you, Brian, for suggesting I play roulette. <laughs> ha, how'd you do? <laughs> I was there until five in the morning and I came out 300 up. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then the next month when he wanted a similar session, I was there until three in the morning and I came out 300 down. Yeah, yeah you did yeah. it right. You're a gambler. You yeah, you're a gambler yeah. now. That's the experience. That's the full experience. Once right you there. don't care if you win or lose, that's when you know you're into gambling. Once you say, I think they hate it. 
Once you say, uh, I broke oh, even. man, I lost, but you know what? That's also an experience that I can have. That, yeah, that's well, what gambling's about. Once you can break it, you're like, oh, I broke even. I mean, last month I won, this month I'm down. <laughs> once you know about house money, like you're, you're good. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, have you given it up? No, I told it's, him I want to do sessions at the casino every month now. I do too. <laughs> so I would like to do. I would like to do some sessions at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna go me, soon. I'll let you know. <laughs> Putting a little bit on the line, it is really fun. I, it's enjoyable. Um, but if, for the most part, I had this thing where I would go after I dropped my daughter off for pre-K. I would go play blackjack for a while. And it was the same exact mm -hmm. thing. I would like win $150 and then I would lose $200 and then I would win like $300 and I would lose $250. And it was just, I'm like, I think I'm losing money on gas. Actually. I think after all the time I'm spending going back and forth to the casino is where I'm losing my money here. Sounds like the line went dead on my end. What's that? I can hear you. Are you, you still around? Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I mean, so I, I, I mean, it is, uh, I don't, I don't recommend going regularly, but I do recommend gambling whenever you can. It's always fun. I mean, it's a, it's a unique experience. It was fun. Yeah. But uh, the big thing I wanted to call in about is you guys always like it when people bitch about bad bosses. Uh, I don't have a boss, but I have some shit companies that I work with. Who, who is that? No. So there's there's no way that, you know, PayPal or Visa will let you accept adult transactions because they're too risky. Okay. Um, so these companies will pay, you know, like you'll pay them 35% of what you make and they'll let you accept adult transactions through them. So first, one of them uh, I used to sell clips and videos. Uh-huh. They didn't pay me for a year. An entire fucking year. Wow. How can they... This is a, this is the payment platform you were working with? Yeah. Kink bomb is what they're called. Can I can I say you something? They held your dropping. money up for a year? I, I don't mind your name dropping. Yeah. Can I ask you this? And I don't know the answer to this. I'm not like... It, but I buy a lot of questionable things online. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> mushroom spores and kratom and things like that. And uh, I don't want to get it... Have you ever heard of Zell? Yeah, yeah, they don't like adults either. Really? Yeah, Zell is mainstream. That motherfuckers let me buy all kinds of Zell, shit with that thing. Zell is super mainstream. Oh, really? Yeah. I get discounts for buying yeah. shit on Zell. Like, I'll go to one of my <laughs> questionably legal websites and get stuff, and it's like, yeah, you Zell, man. We love that shit. You know, there is still a lot of problems with, like, Zell. yeah, the adult entertainment stuff is, well, uh, they is, often do say don't write anything in the memo line except for the order number. Oh, then they're not telling Zell. <laughs> <laughs> and they all have, like, a name, like, for Kratom, it, like, the name is, like, uh, Terrific Organics yeah. or something like that. Loving Pastures, LLC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... But I just, I, I thought I was really honest. I thought I was really going to blow her away there. I thought I was going to be like, hey, uh, Zell, can you use that? I think the grimiest is Cash App right now. Yeah. Cash App yeah. is for people that like use burner phones and shit. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like it's, so you can use <laughs> Cash App? They don't need any identification, I don't think. Okay. I'm going to get a Cash App. Just post it every once in a while. See what I get. But Kink Bomb? So kink Bomb, yeah. Kink Bomb fucked me over for a year, and then it took them a month and a half to actually get me my money. They said they sent out my check, and I never got it. I said, okay, can you send it again through certified mail? They said no. Uh. I said, okay what am I supposed to do then? Because they don't do direct bank deposit. They're like, well, we could pay you through PayPal, which also doesn't accept adults. Right. So I was like, I don't want Illegal, that. Yeah. That's the only way I'm getting my $800. They'll, and they'll freeze your account. Yeah, right. I've had it happen before. But, so they finally sent it to me. I was like, can you send it friends and family so I don't have to spend the, you know, whatever 5% PayPal takes out of the money you've been keeping from me? They're like, no, we can't do that. What the fuck? I send everything friends and family. I don't give a yeah. shit. You know? Right? Yeah. I'm a big friends and family guy. Fucking money. <laughs> I took down all my content from there. And then not a week later, I get an email from uh, allmylinks.com saying, oh, well, we didn't know that Stripe, the payment processor we're using, doesn't accept adult transactions, so we can't pay you the 75 bucks we owe you. Oh, God. Jeez, and you're not even, like, doing anything illegal, right? Like, I mean, no, I, I, I don't want you to admit anything, yeah. but it's like not, you're not doing the thing that's illegal. You're doing stuff that's perfectly fucking legal. Right. Yeah, that doesn't, I mean, yeah. I fucking hate, like, I hate that we have to live in this, this fucking the freest I, nation in the world, but I, the credit card companies can totally fuck you and lock you up. You know, yeah. I gotta say, it's annoying to me as somebody that is kind of cynical and and cap in a way that like PayPal wouldn't just be like, no, we want to facilitate transactions because we get paid on transactions. Like, I want everybody to fucking, I want everybody to route my money through Stripe or Dwala or circle or any of these cash app venmo whatever like i think that somebody should just take the stand and let people transport their money however they want to fucking use it you know well i just think without having like a judgment on what it's used for because right. that's what it comes down to my frustration and is 35 and it. do it in a way like i mean i i would love to fucking do adult i would love to get 35 cents every time one of y'all paid for an only fans fucking video or open up your butthole for a fucking video like i would love to get paid a nickel every single time that fucking happened like to, to deny transactions for like all of all of these uh, adult entertainment, the the personalized experience is stupid. Well, it's not even, and my point even is that like they take things that aren't illegal and they create like a a, a prohibition of it yeah. anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like a uh -huh. preemptive prohibition by PayPal and fucking uh, Zelle. Apparently, fuck you, Zelle. I say, um, and Venmo or whoever else won't take these payments. They're like creating prohibition. It's not like if things got decriminalized, they. I mean, it's always it's it. I, I don't I don't know if this is the right word, but it's sort of like a safety valve for the government to keep doing their puritanical shit. You know what I mean? It's like so now the government can be like, oh, marijuana's federally legal. Are we gonna be able to use our credit cards at the dispensaries if the government decides that marijuana's federally legal? Or are the fucking credit card companies still gonna say, No, you can't use your credit card here. Right. You know? Right. right. And and just for me, it's like 
weed is like the last thing that I'm worried about, you know, at this point, because you can get it. It's fairly easy to get. And I guess if I got to go to an ATM and get cash, but I hate how I do, I do know that we have sex workers that listen to this show and like they, it seems like the government and the people who run like credit card companies and banks and all of these payment services are, are trying their hardest to make it as unsafe and precarious, precarious as they possibly can. Yeah. I mean, there should be a democratization of that industry too, where it's like, if you can send money directly to somebody that you want to see naked, that's way better than, you know, renting videos or paying for like that entire industry. If someone can just be at their house and put on a fucking outfit and get you, you know, get what, get what you right. want. Right. Like, right. like the, the direct, the direct access to people is just new territory and the government wants to be the dealer. It's, it's what's fucked up with weed, man. It's all they want to do is like, they want to arrest the dealer. They want to get the say they want $50 an eighth. Right. The, the government yeah. wants 50 and 8, the same way the dealers got 50 and 8. Well, they want 65 and 8. Yeah, they're going to put taxes on it, though. <laughs> yeah, they want about 65 and 8. I'm, that's what I, I looked into driving up to Michigan to buy weed, and they're selling $65 eight. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So. And, 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 but this is something that we just haven't come to terms with, and I don't know how long it's going to take uh, for us all to get used to it. But, uh, you know, I think the folks younger than us, have a different attitude. I, I mean, think that the like the the expression, the the a lot like I, there's people that you know do plenty do sex work as a, a part of their online experience that but I'm even not even idea. involved. I'm involved with the, like their artwork and the illustration or with other parts of their life, and like to to restrict it to me is just fucking tyranny. Like that's right. not being that's not letting people do what the fuck they want to do. Well, shit, dude, it's not even. You're, they're not even in the same room as each other. I know that I think you should be allowed to fucking pay for sex. I did like, there is no part of me that doesn't think it would be perfectly fine if people were just able to pay for sex and have sex, but to, for these, for like credit card companies and then the people who fill the hole of that, uh, because you can't do it. Yeah. Uh, to be fucking with the people that do it. They're not even like in the same room as the people that they're talking to. They fucking can't do anything illegal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, ah, I, I truly feel for you. Well, the big thing is the government, if they want their cut, they're deriving their cut away because I've been doing this for 15 years and I've never gotten a 1099 from any of these companies. Yeah. And then this year I get an email from I Want Clips, which is another place I sell my clips saying, oh, uh, sorry, we kind of sent your 1099 and everybody else's 1099 to one of the performers here instead of sending everyone's 1099 individually to themselves. They just grouped them all up and sent them to one performer. So it became well, some sort of like a get to Los Angeles uh, game show that everybody well, had to do like it, a cannonball run to get their sent, 1099. They sent somebody everybody's information. Yeah, to, yeah. And, and a no, bit, they get it through email. Fuck. That's Fuck. so stupid. So group email, attach everything. Ugh. So this is the first year I've ever gotten a 1099, and I'm like, oh, look at all this information that some stranger now has on me because they fucked up. And are they going to do anything about it? Hell no. Yeah. You, because your hands are basically tied. Because like, as I was saying, like, what happens is when this shit, like, it's like 
I just had an issue with with shrooms, mushroom spores, right? Like I I got Brett a uh-huh. gift and I wanted him to get them, and uh, I bought them from a place in Canada that a buddy of mine, uh, hoaxy, rest in peace, uh, a buddy of mine uh, recommended it to me, and uh, they took over a month to send them. And when they finally sent him, they didn't put the right paperwork with them and the government just seized them. And, uh, I didn't ask for my money back because I'd been tied up with this company for fucking two months and I was just exhausted. So I, I then learned that I needed to find a place in the United States to mail them so that they don't go through customs so that they get to my house. So I did that. And it's like, (laughs) as much as I hate Amazon, been real nice to just be able to go on Amazon and buy those spores. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, but they they when they make it when they make these things gray market when they create these gray markets, it means that like the people that are are jumping in to handle the parts of the gray market that like Visa or PayPal won't handle. Yeah. When those people show up, they they just they they're not good at it. You know what I mean? They don't have the space. I mean, like I'm sure send me clips. Is that the name of it? What's that? Send me clips. Uh, I want clips. I want so I'm sure I want clips might even have their heart in the right place, but like I don't think Take the him. person running I want clips has the same resources as like Visa. You know what I mean? Right. And, the frustrate and it's frustrating to me because like I mean definitely United States taxes are theft like anything they want from us <laughs> they they only brought that on us because they could claim us from birth like I never signed the contract but like if I was trying Ram to Paul over here. if I was trying to collect taxes and shit from people uh like the drug dealers if you just let them claim their income you could have just 1099 them you could have just let them say this is how much i made from selling weed this year and been done with it instead of putting all this infrastructure and doing it fucking wrong and overcharging us like the legal weed they fucked it up so bad and then they don't allow they don't even allow for these marketplaces for social media for clips for things that are online and that like are you know, your choice to put out there and sell for money. Um, why should it be, why should it be a hassle that to, to get paid and make this like a legitimate way to pay your rent, you know? And that's what I'm saying. Like, this is my first year going to a CPA and the CPA was like, okay, call the IRS, have them tell you what they have as companies having reported your income so that you don't overpay. So they gave me, you know, like the last 15 years, which was the last time I was claimed on my dad's taxes was 15 years ago. So all of that information, all of those years I've been doing the same job with mostly the same companies. There's about four or five big companies I work for. And one of them reported one year. The rest, nobody reported. So like, how do I do my taxes? The government thinks I make no money now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know how to do it on the books. And, and like, you know, there are people that, like you said, have the best of intentions, but then are like, I don't think I can do this legally without going to fucking jail. You know, like I can't fucking make sense of this. It's, it's a shitty situation. Yeah. And that's not even talking about like the ones that think they can do it. They start up a business like 
Clipvia was one of them. They still owe me $800 because they went bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's because, I mean, look, me and Brett run a business and uh, it's hard to do. And it's probably especially hard to run when you're like, when you're dealing in that sort of stuff, like it's probably hard to figure yeah. out how to process payments and stuff like that. So uh, I, I, I just, I mean, you're basically probably, and I don't think about this stuff like this, but some the sites you're working with are probably just two dumb people like me and Brett, you know, <laughs> running the company. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you guys for would real, do a better job. Maybe I, I don't know. We would definitely, uh, we, and I don't know. Because sometimes I'm bad. Well, I mean, it's the stuff. same. I mean, you, you, you just you order those shrooms, like the shrooms company that you ordered from. They didn't have like they didn't ha know how to have the follow through to get it through customs. They weren't practiced. They like they took 21 days to ship the thing. Yeah. The, I mean, it, there's 21. no there's no way to fucking do this. There's no way to do this stuff out loud and just let people be professionals about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, we know we we are definitely down to support. Where can people find what you do? Uh, I'm at hypnofemdom or mistresskiarasdungeon.com. Cool, <laughs> sweet. Yeah, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, and you know, thanks for letting me rant. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, that's tough. God, yeah. I mean, whenever I hear gray market. I just think the people running it are are basically exactly like me and you. I mean, it's you like know? you know, you hear you know, you could do sex work stuff and get paid a hundred dollars an hour, but it doesn't. You don't realize that means you're also going to have to spend a lot of your free time fighting with like iClickVideo.com to like get them to fucking send it to you. You're going to have to wake up every single day and hammer their phones or email them to death to get them to pay you, not even friends and family. They're not going to do friends and family. They're going to charge you the PayPal fee. You're paying 2.9% yeah. plus 30% on transactions. I can't believe they charge the PayPal fee. They get, they like, that's not my friends and family. No, 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 no. But the, uh, yeah, I just consider everybody I spent some money to my friend. You should. Yeah. But uh, the, I mean, in those, I mean, I don't know. There's the restrictions on that are, are dumb. I feel like everybody it's, should turn a blind eye. It's our duty as citizens to just be like, you know, paying for a video is not a bad fucking, it's nothing to, to make any sort of distinction. Well, like you can't make a judgment on that. Like you can buy a dirty video of, I'm going to charge you $5 for a dirty video of me. And uh, it's going to be on PayPal. That's real. Go to streetfightstore.streetfightradio.com if you want a dirty video of Brett. <laughs> Dirtyvideo.streetfightradio.com. <laughs> Let's take one more and take a break. We're an hour and a half in. Yeah, we've been we've been stretching. It's been a while since. It's been a while. It's hard to do this. What's up, fellas? Who's this? You have to say. We have to this pretend like we don't know. <laughs> It's Francis, also known as uh, Army Strang on uh, the Twitters.com. Host of Gentlemen, What a Hell of a... How is, you didn't say you're the host of yeah. What a Hell of a Way to Die, so now I had to yes, do that. Yes, the, the, the lefty military uh, podcast in which uh, both of us uh, on the podcast are veterans and hate being veterans and hate the military and are uh, very anti-war now. Turns out when you go and you fight a really unpopular war and you come back with a shitload of ennui and depression and PTSD, uh, some people go and start racist coffee companies and some people start anti-war podcasts. So <laughs> we want yeah. the way 
We want the direction that doesn't make money, and we did a podcast. You know what? I appreciate that. And uh, we're very unfair to vets and stuff, but I think you all have a good uh, sense of humor and have been through a lot. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of military folks that listen to the show that know what's up. And, like, I don't ever hold them against them. I I actually had somebody in my DMs that thought that they were like, you know, very concerned that you were part of the military and, and, uh, like how, you know, being in it, having us, having you in our orbit or being involved with you and, you know, how we felt about that. And I told that guy, like, I mean, I'm not going to judge another person's decision about their life. And I don't think that, uh, you know, right. uh, being a part of the military yeah. is a matter of, you know, of, of choice, you know, a lot of the folks that go there do it, uh, because that's, that's a, the option that they have. And uh, even if it is something that they want to do, if you can just say that you 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 uh, you know you 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 can be critical with your analysis of it, you know, like there are people that I know. There's plenty of Street Fight listeners that are veterans that can also critically talk about what they did and what happened there, and it's definitely welcomed in our atmosphere. I don't know. There's some people that are just you know, too pure sometimes. And, you know, I understand, I totally understand people not wanting me in, like, their spaces. And I generally have always been that kind of person to be like, look, I'll do my thing. You know, I'll do socialism, leftism, anarchism, whatever, on my terms. Um, I won't show up in your space, and that's fine. But also, please don't tell me to go kill myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's not fucking helpful. Because, you know, the, the thing, the thing that kills me especially is when, like, I get, when I get, like, the Soviet apologist tankies telling me to go kill myself. And it's like, I don't know if y'all remember who it was in 1917 who did the socialist revolution. It was literally the military. So, yeah. you know, you, we're, we're the ones who actually know how to use the guns. So maybe, maybe be a little bit nicer to, to some of them, not all of us. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shitheads in the military. No, um, and and Nate, my my co-host and I, we talk about those shitheads constantly. So, uh, so we we are we are well we are well aware of uh, of the shitheads. But you know, we we try to do we try to do our own thing. And you know, it's always it's always cool that like every once in a while, like I'll get a DM or we'll get an email and they're like, shit, I thought I was the only one, you know, who was a veteran and was in the military and just like, wow, this is really fucked up and I hate it. And uh, it turns out I've been lied to the entire time. It's like, yeah, yeah, they do that, man. That's, that's the whole propaganda thing. That's, that's what the government fucking does. It uh, takes you and turns you upside down and shakes you around a little bit and then uh, makes you do a racism. And you're just like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. No, I'm totally with that shit, man, for sure. I appreciate it. And then there needs to be a place for that. Like, we can't just cast people aside uh, folks that like can recognize, you know, what, what choices they, they were pushed into or, you know, the, the idea of joining the military and think it was going to be something else other than it was, it's an important conversation and, you know, we love to have people involved with it. So I'm glad that the show exists and I've always been supportive of, uh, of what y'all do. Yeah. I go on. I, and I, I like I, to go on and talk about movies and shit. I even like, I mean, I'll tell you yeah, what, I even yeah, like gotta, Eno's pizza. I'll say I liked Eno's Pizza. We had Eno's Pizza together, Emo's. and Eno's whatever. God, God damn it, Brett! I thought it was Eno's. Sacred place. I took you to our consecrated ground in St. Louis. It was good. Yeah, I, I know, I know you guys didn't have a a great show in St. Louis, but hopefully you guys enjoyed sitting, you know, running around City Museum. And uh, it's funny, my daughter, like, I we went to the City Museum not too long ago. My daughter was like looking at all the 
like it, it, for for the listeners, City Museum is like this massive like playground in a ten story building, and there's like three stories of like insane wire girders and shit and airplanes and a school bus on the roof and you can just climb through all of that stuff and my but my daughter's just like oh man let's go do that shit again like it was scary enough the first time I, next time brett and brian comes down we'll uh we'll take them back up and get them stuck somewhere yeah i, I want to go i want to go again i plan to go again for sure we'll be back we're coming back this year so all right, so guys, I got a question. So I, I am, I am almost, I am almost fucking done with my contract in the military. Now it has been a long time since I smoked weed, and I just did a sober January, just did the dry January, and realized that like alcohol is actually a poison, and I don't have that <laughs> much fun with it. But I do remember weed being a lot of fun. But like. It's been so long, it seems so confusing, and it's just like, you know, when, I mean, when I was buying weed from, like, behind a burned-out IHOP, you know, in, in Missouri, you know, you get some, some weed, you'd get a little high, you'd watch a movie, and you'd go to bed, and it seems like it's a whole weird culture now, like, and I don't, I don't, can I, is it possible to just smoke a joint and relax anymore, or is it, like, all some sort of weird hyper-weed that, like... No is gonna is gonna lock you into a couch forever or something because like my wife is kind of like she's curious about it too she takes cbd and you know it's like oh when you know you know missouri medical is legal now and it's like you know we can get our medical cards um and you know uh god willing the creek don't rise bernie sanders gets elected and we are able to you know legalize weed completely it's like okay this opens up a whole thing of like you know taking care of sleep problems and you know anxiety and depression and all these things and like you know we, we do see them as like a medical thing but also i'm very concerned like i'm i'm intimidated i guess i'm intimidated about a weed shop like i was in colorado a couple of years ago and i was like i'm i i can't smoke weed but i wanted to go to a weed shop but i was just too like i didn't want to go in and be like embarrassing i guess so so school me, gentlemen. Tell me what I need to do as somebody who has not smoked weed in like over a decade and has never done it in a legal sense. What what am I looking at here? Well, first of all, uh, dispensaries are generally very, the bud tenders at dispensaries are very excited. I've noticed that they're very excited to talk to people who haven't smoked weed in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, cause you'll see them in there. They get so pumped. Me and Brett go in and, and it's just like, we know exactly what we want. But uh, one of the things you said, I feel like I need to bring up is when you said, can I just smoke a joint and, and like sink into the couch? The thing is they have got this stuff dialed in so much that you can take low dose edibles and then just see where you're at until you like they have 2.5 milligram edibles you can just take two of them see where you're at if you don't go then you take two more and then also vape pens exist which are the best because you can just hit them twice and put them away i would not recommend smoking a whole joint to yourself right when you <laughs> Right when you get to smoke for the first time in a few decades, but it is so much easier to dial it in now than it, it ever was. Cause I, I, I'll tell you what, man, I have like a uh, super anxiety for the past like 
two years, it's been pretty bad. And I've like sort of had to cut down on how much weed I smoke because I weird out sometimes when I take it, when I smoke it. So like I just, I cut down a little bit. But when I do it, I just hit my pen once and see where it gets me. And then like 10 minutes later, if it didn't get me where I wanted to be, I hit it again. And like, it's... (laughs) It's so nice to be able to smoke a joint one hit at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's wild, what's wild about like weed culture now is like all of my, like my, my father is very like a uh, socialist Democrat. Like, thank God. Like I, it was always irritating to me that I grew up without cable, but now I love it because my father didn't get brain rot from Fox news or whatever, right. or from like any mainstream like stuff. So he's very, he's very lefty. And uh, but all of his all of his brothers and sisters are are very conservative, but they're all about like CBD cream for their arthritis and stuff. So it seems like it's coming up. And like my dad, who's never smoked weed, never done drugs in his entire life, retired from the government a couple of, you know, probably it's been a while. He's retired from the government. And I was just like, Dad, what do you like? What do you want to do? He's like, I want to try weed for the first time. But like. So we came up like what we're going to do is we're going to pilgrimage to New Mexico. Like there's two days out of the year where you can go to where they dropped the first atomic bomb. As like dad, cause, cause he worked like once upon a time as an engineer, like not on atomic bombs, but like, you know, the missile silos, you know, the ventilation systems inside of missile silos. He worked on those. He was, he was an engineer that worked on ventilation systems yeah. of, uh, of all fucking things. But he has, like, you know, once upon a time worked in the nuclear, uh, the nuclear industry in, in America. So he's just like, yeah, that'd be great. We'll go, you know, and I was like, that's it, Dad. We're, we're going to travel to New Mexico. We'll have a, a father-son trip and we'll get high as fuck and we'll go to see where they drop the first nuclear bomb. And then we'll just become fucking either, either we'll just be in awe of it or we'll become like radical anarchists. One way or the other, we're going to have an experience and it's going to be great. Yeah, I can dive with that. Uh, one of the one an early party that we went to at the the District Sentinel in D.C. with the Sams, they played nuclear testing videos for like ninety minutes straight. That's why everybody was just like ripping on bongs and chugging beers. There was a lot of people there. Um, my 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 mother in law actually, I had an interesting conversation with her today where she tries to talk about weed sometimes, and I just kind of brush it off. But finally, she was like, "What do you think about CBD?" And I was like, I mean, most CBD is bullshit. Like the hemp stuff is bullshit. You need to have like medical marijuana CBD. That's the only real stuff. Like, like you have to have it mixed with THC. There, it's the the hemp stuff is is complete bullshit. And I, I actually, when we were in Seattle, I bought this like Dragon Balm, which is a topical cream for like arthritis shit. I bought it and I was going to give it to her for Christmas, and my wife said no. And my my mother-in-law was here today, and she was asking about it. And I was like, "Man, I got this fucking dragon bomb. I already bought it for you. Just take this shit home. I know you want to. I know you want to get into it." So, saying all that, as like the actual weed expert, that's like on weed all the motherfucking time. I would suggest you get into the vaping. I mean, down and dirty joints, man. Like smoking joints of what they're putting out these days it's definitely going to take you to the far side like you're going to be fucking obliterated um but like the vaping 
whether it's like the Volcano, which is very expensive, or the PAX is the portable version. And I use a bootleg PAX that I got off the Wish app for 70 bucks. Don't get one of those. I can send you a link to it. I can send <laughs> no, you a link to it. You're, I, you're I use it. You're smoking some wild stuff if you do that. You get a little saying. aluminum got, in it. You get a little bit of vapors. Look, I got, I got a, I got a buddy who does, who vapes weed. So uh, I'll, I'll hit him up. Uh, I don't know where he gets his cartridges from, but I, I think he gets. But no, I, I mean, got, it's the healthy, it's, it's, it's the healthiest way, way to do to it. And like edibles, yeah. edibles will make. If you do enough edibles, you'll eventually think that you have to plan your own funeral. Like you think you're going to die if you do a lot of edibles, but like inhaling it is still like hits the spot. You know, that's smoking the also. joint spot. Tincture is also another good one that takes it. It takes effect immediately. So yeah. you know where you're at. Because that's what me and Brad always recommend to people is like the reason we tell you to vape it is because as soon as you hit it, you know where you're at. You know? Yeah. You don't want to sit around and wait like edibles. You should you yeah, should be I'd, thoroughly fucked up. I'm I would I'd be too concerned with with edibles because like you always hear about the, you know, I ate half a brownie and it didn't do anything after an hour. And then as soon as you eat the other half, it hits. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I just want to like, you call it an ambulance. Like, yeah. I don't have to, yeah. I don't want to plan. I don't want to have to be like, okay, in an hour I'm going to be high. Like I'd rather just do a vape pen or, you know, hit a, <laughs> you know, hit a, hit a one, do a one hitter or something like that. Yeah. Is that, is that still, is that still what the kids do? <laughs> no, one hitters. I haven't please, seen a one hitter in a minute, dog. Like that's some old damn. people ass shit. You bring out your little wooden toggle box. That's the flip around yeah, lid. Yeah, wooden toggle box, man. They had that shit back Spring loaded. Day. So you could hide it and everything. Popped your little yeah, exactly. ceramic you ass can't. bowl out. Go, you can never truly hide that. that. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I need to find a place that, that sells those, that sells empty film canisters. So that I can put my weed in one of those. I can really <laughs> do it old school. Dude. Well, uh, get, you, get like a, get like a, a, a Barbasol can that you can hide your shit in. I always want to buy one of those, Wait. and I don't know why. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like, like like it's Jurassic Park. Like I'm gonna crack it open, and I'm gonna find like Tyrannosaurus Rex fucking DNA dude, in it. Francis, also the, my one hitter. The chat still fucks with dugouts. Two people in a no. row said they're doing dugouts and one hitters on their job, like when it's smoke break shit, time. Yeah. Let those, me just say. That's the old school way. And, you know, I don't even know, like, again, Dude. I don't even know, like, my, my old roommate, um, I know, still smokes. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know, like, I wouldn't even know where to get weed. But now that it's, like, legal over in Illinois and everybody just goes to Illinois and picks it up or, you know, now that it's medical here, like, here's what I'm excited about. I'm, I, do, I do a lot of gardening and I do a lot of hydroponic gardening. And people have always given me, like, oh, you do hydroponic gardening, huh? And I was like, look, I grow a lot of vegetables in my hydroponics and yes i learned most of this stuff from weed forums and yes it is a lot of practice for when i can finally grow weed in my own uh in my own basement that's, that's how they I fucked want. us I, though I, that's how they fucked us we're not allowed that? to grow it we're not allowed to, you're not allowed to grow it, it anyway. very restrictive but let me just medical here supposedly in missouri you can you can keep your own plant you can keep Ooh. like a six plant for nice. personal use that's what you if want. you have a medical card Right, but again, right. again, as we know, Bernie's going to become president, and we're all going to be able to smoke weed legally. Well, he did say That's he's going to. I'm wondering. He said he's going to make it legal federally on day one. But here's the deal: the states already, like a lot of states, already just fucked it up, and it's never going to be good. Like it, he'll make it federally legal, but it sucks shit 
in Ohio anyway, and they're not going to do anything to fix it. They got their, that's why they passed the, that's why they passed them now. And so we don't get to pick how it's done, you know, but I want to say this about the, the one hitters while everybody's talking about how, like, so in two, probably 2012 or something like that, I was Mr. One hitter. And here's why. Samesies. I thought it was discreet. You take your little one hitter out, you hit it, you put it away. Here's the thing. Somebody told me that it makes your gums recede. So uh, I say the metal does yeah. somehow. And I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. But secondly, not discreet at all. At that time, when I was doing the one hitter all the time, I smelled like weed all the time. Like all day. Yeah. You because you have weed in a wooden box in your pocket and a thing that you just smoked out of sitting it's burnt in. as ash. In I know it's right, not discreet, it. right? It's just not you discreet. Burn it and you're probably to, to keep it discreet. You're probably blowing it down so you're not blowing a big cloud up. So you're yeah, blowing it directly <laughs> into your hoodie it's not or for, your t-shirt or whatever. It's not for traveling. You go on your patio at the end of the night. You put on like a Willie Nelson record and you take a hit. But that's one, one hitter. That's the conceit is that it's for travel. That's why you get yeah, the one. True. The only reason, yeah, I was, I was too. Thing. You gotta get a. But that pen. I like that actually. I remember when I moved to Dallas with Erica, I was puffing on my one hitter. I was paying like fucking twenty dollars a gram for weed or something. <laughs> and uh, I remember like they're like, "You smell like weed." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm cool. I smoke weed. That's why that's why I came in here smelling like weed. You don't have any." <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, the pens, I don't. I'm not apologetic about smelling like weed. I don't give a fuck. Like, if you don't like it, get out of my face. The pens also are just—it's so discreet. You can do them in the movie theater. Yeah, I mean the want. pens are. Yeah, I mean, but the the you know the black market pens are bad. But you know it's kind of trumped up from the government. They're faking the funk on that because even the the regulated stuff, the tested stuff, about twenty percent of that is false positives. Man, they're 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 lying to you on a lot of those printouts on the medical shit. Uh, the bad vape pens came from sixteen year olds that were trying to cook the shit up off of an eight chan recipe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, Brett, Brett, I cannot believe that you would tell me that the government would lie to me about a controlled substance. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who, who during, who during prohibition, like, literally poisoned the alcohol and put it out in the system to where it killed people. For sure. Can I that ask, actually happened. Can I ask, government. can I ask you real quick, uh, um, Francis, uh, are you pissed off that you're just now getting out of the army? When it's legal to sell to steal valor, that's gotta really bum you. Yeah. That's like those people that are paying their that. That's like those people that say like they paid their student loans off, so we shouldn't be allowed. To. Yeah, if they cancel the debt, what about all the people that actually did the work? Yeah, if you can just well, well but but here's the, here's the thing. I'm I uh, you know uh, since 2000 you know 2000. 14, 2015, I had my, I, I started going 2016, I went full socialist. So really, I, you know, even before this, I have been giving my valor away freely to anybody who wanted it. So, you know, if, if anybody wants a card, uh, if they want one free valor, if they want to be able to, you know, like a punch card or something. Uh, a free so steak burger. An argument. Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to get a free a free uh, meal at Applebee's on Veterans Day, or if you want to just like be able to immediately win any argument by saying I'm a veteran, <laughs> I've done. I got me. 
When we when we did the when we were with Minion Death Call, uh, we were at a dispensary in Oregon, and the guy said, "Are any of you veterans?" And then and then Alex from fucking Minion Death Call was, "Oh yeah, these guys served. They were in <laughs> they were in Desert Storm." <laughs> I was like, "They were in the posting wars." Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we 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 stole some valor. I think it's like I think one of, for one me, of the best things I ever saw was a thirty year old dude wearing a World War Two uh, <laughs> veteran hat. Like and I saw that at Disney World and I'm like, he dude, this out. is the greatest thing I've ever seen ever. I like can't hear I Francis, fully, you got I quiet. Hold on. Can buy this stuff. What's that? You're very quiet. Hold on one second. Oh. We gotta turn you up in the in the speakers, I think. Yeah, I can't hear him. Unless you moved away from your phone. No, Maybe no, I've got are you hearing me better now? No, it's you're so far away now. I think we're losing uh, our I don't our know computer. what happened. I've got they said on the I got stream, he's, I got like headphones on. Oh, oh, he's on the stream. He's good on the stream. Yeah, the stream sounds. Then okay. we got a motherfucking short in our thing in here. So. Yeah. Um, but I think Sorry. I think if I had served in the military, I would be kind of annoyed that just anybody can get a free golden corral now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I well, if that were me. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing. You still got to get the golden corral. You still got to prove to golden corral but like if you want to like post pictures of yourself in a uniform and and say you're in the military that's okay yeah we've been talking i think i think the stolen valor thing only counts like as long as you're not receiving like financial like recompense from it Uh, Uh, but if you guys just want to like be shitlords and be like i served in in fucking vietnam what tell me i didn't i can i can do this you know i fully support that because Vietnam was shitty anyway. Nobody should have served in it. So, therefore, if you guys want to use that as valor, go for it. Yeah, it's our shit. I can't hear. Sorry, Francis. We're, yeah, you guys, they can't. I can hear That's you okay. again. I can hear you again. But here's what I think. Here's what I think. Yeah. Uh, I think me and should- Brett want to run for an. I want to run for office. And okay. make a t-shirt that says, I was a general in the army. Yes. Or just, I will <laughs> always wear a, a uniform and some medals. I always just wear those. And then when people ask me if I was in the military, I'd be like, oh, I don't like to talk about that stuff right now. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll bet I could I'll win. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Next time you guys come to St. Louis, um, by the time you guys roll through again, I'll probably be out and done and have a shitload of like military stuff that... They're like, we don't want this shit back. You can keep it. So if you guys want like some uniforms and stuff, I got you covered. You guys Love can, it. you know, put put it on. Um, you know, it's kind of a one size fits all sort of thing. So I you should be able to get yourselves into the uniforms and put some rank on. I'll help you. I'll, and I'll even help you make it like look, look look correctly so that like you're not completely called out by Thank it you. immediately. But but like both of you. I, I mean, I, I, looking at both of you, both of you could be, you know, uh, veterans easily. You know, yeah. Brett, you've got the beard. You've got the you've got the veteran beard. I'm Black Rifle uh, Coffee Brian, veteran. Right, Brian. You look like you hate everything. Yeah. So you struggle know, veteran. Often you have that. Yeah, you, you guys have you guys have the look of a veteran. So all you have to do is and and you have it right. Just I don't want to talk about it. Boom. Done. Yeah, I. Let's. Ooh, I get it, man. Can you I? Don't, you don't want to talk about the the horrible shit. Yeah, I won't bother you. And boom, you're in. That's you know, it's easy to steal valor. Like, yeah. all you have to do is be really confident 
and nobody questions it. Well, I want to know, I, did you happen to see Sergeant Slaughter? Did you see his story that happened recently? <laughs> no. Who, what happened to Sergeant Slaughter? Sergeant Slaughter was a guest on what, what radio show? Jim and Sam. Jim and Sam. They took over the, for, for Opie and Anthony. Anthony. The spiritual successor to Opie and Anthony, Sergeant Slaughter said that he served and that it was a really rough time and he didn't like to talk about it and that it was just, it was tough. It was a, it was a really rough time for the guys that went through it. He said, but we did some shit. We, he, he did said, serve. He served in the Monday Night Wars. He okay, did. He did. The That's... War of, the war of the 90s that like tore us apart and put us all back together thank you and that's Sergeant what slaughter was there man we needed a real vet like you to to really give us <laughs> the final say on this. that that makes sense i agree too that's the same can i talk about war. a quick thing with him that i didn't say on the show he was a man who got tons of death threats when he turned on america and started being for iraq right right uh i feel like that's like almost exactly the same thing as being in the military. Okay. To tell you the truth. Okay. It's fair. You know, very scary. But Francis, thank you for calling. We're going to take a break now. Pause. So we got to hang up on you, man. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. You have a good show. We love you, Listen, Francis. Listen to the, his podcast, What, what a, a Hell of a Way, way to, to die. die. And I'll be on there soon. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to watch Battleship together. Oh yeah. yeah, good movie. I do. I I haven't seen Battleship. That yet, was quite so the achievement exciting. in yeah. military propaganda. <laughs> very excited to watch it. Well, we watched the Triple Frontier last time, which is what it's about. A guy that got divorced, and uh, ben, Affleck, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's divorced. Yeah, he was divorced, <laughs> and he was a big. He was a bit uh, chunky, I guess, and uh, but he was a badass in special ops. Okay. So I recommend it. Yeah, it no body wonderful. fascism on this show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying that he, what it looks like, okay, I'll phrase it like this then after already phrasing it badly. He seems like he has a hard time getting out of the car <laughs> in this movie. Ben, look, Ben Affleck looked like a divorced dad, which is exactly what he was supposed to be playing. He even, like, they even had a scene where his daughter doesn't respect him. Yes. So, like, he's 100% divorced dad, and it worked. He, he, I don't know if he method acted that or if. He just showed up looking like that, and they're just like, "Nope, divorced dad, that's you." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that like in some ways that people advocate for movies where they should show like when they take bathroom breaks while they're doing all this stuff. Um, I think that they should groan when they get up and down, like out of a chair. Like I think they should show what it's like to like really grunt when you have to like stretch to get something. Getting out of a car does suck, by the way. <laughs> he had, I think he had, you have to I, fling yourself out of it. I think he was driving like a lifted truck in this movie too. So it's yeah, like imagine to, getting to out really, of one of those. <laughs> yeah. To really nail home the dadness of him, they should have had like a scene where he's at a restaurant and then like. When the check comes, he goes, oh, what's the damage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone jumping off of a lifted truck with fallen arches, like in cowboy boots <laughs> that they spent too much money on that they shouldn't be wearing. <laughs> and a nine line apparel I think, I think that, shirt. <laughs> I think in that movie, he was like, at one point, he went over to his like ex-wife's house, but the only place he was allowed was the garage. Yes. But he was cool with that because that's where he stored his beer. 
Yes! So, just like, there's a sanctuary. Hey, I gotta crack a beer before I pick up the kids. <laughs> God <laughs> damn, movie. what a movie. If, what uh, a movie. If you really just want to watch a, a divorced dad really fucking fall apart. It's yeah. really a tour de force for uh, divorced people. For sure. Divorced dads. You know, that that's the kind of stuff I like to watch, so I I would recommend it. It's better than the mule, which is also kind of a troop guy movie, right? Did you see that? The mule? The mule. No, is that the one where Clint Eastwood has to like put drugs up his ass or something? Yeah, well no, he's a dumbass. He he he's like a old guy that is kind of a like pretending to be like old and doddering dumbass. But he it, he's doing that so that he could do heroin shipments for these heroin dealers, right? And uh, it just it's just basically him running drugs but acting silly about it. And I think if I'm not mistaken, he was a veteran too in the movie because he loves to play. A, nobody loves to play a veteran like Clint Eastwood. You know what I mean? Yeah, he 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 knows what it's like, even though he's never done it. <laughs> Did he do it? We didn't no, know. He we pretends. Don't know he did he's a faker. I, no, he's an actor. Know. He hasn't done shit. Clint Eastwood is a fucking fraudulent ass opera singer, just like goddamn Mike Rowe. Don't fucking badmouth Clint Eastwood. In he's that full way, of shit. In my presence. He's a ballerina, but he's good. He's tough. He's, is he? He's a tough guy. Yeah. He's an actor. He's a theater kid. He's not tough in any sort he's of way he's a nerd he, clint eastwood is a nerd he, he just like absolutely. looks like he smokes a pack of marlboros every every day and no like I mean, has that like gravelly voice he knows how to put it on he knows how oh. he, he, he's hung around tough people before well please let me read this to you guys from the hollywood reporter eastwood was drafted into the army in 1951 for the Korean War and served at California's Fort Ord as a swim instructor. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> but he was on a plane that crashed in Northern California's Point Reyes, forcing lifeguard servicemen to swim to shore. So that was something he didn't... Okay. During the Korean War, he was on a crash plane in California and had to swim home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. I mean, that's better than I've done. I have to say more that's, more, me, more, yeah, than that's I got, more than I, I signed up for. That, that's a more impressive military career than I've had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he uh, he was drafted. He, he was, was there. in the military. He was he was teaching there. people how to swim in California. He was, uh, yeah. He was showing folks how to, to swim in California. <laughs> Man, I thought he was tough as shit, though. Tough as nails. I guess he really is just an acting He's boy. a faker. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Francis, call us anytime. Uh, it was great to talk to you, but uh, you're holding us off from our break, which is a labor yeah, violation. Yeah, take a leak, guys. So we'll talk to you yeah, later, buddy. Got a pee pee. Yeah. Peace. All right, brother. Take care. You take care, man. That was fun. Yeah, that was a great call. I really didn't think we were going to get any, uh, any like podcaster FPs tonight, famous people. Yeah, uh, advantage players. Super Bowl. Advantage players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's not American at all. I know. Like who's not watching the Super Bowl fight on the I Super Bowl? I kind of. We started talking about the Super Bowl before the show, and I was kind of like, "Why did we fucking do this show?" Like, I wanted to see the Super Bowl. So anybody that skipped out on the Super Bowl is fucking awesome, like us. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, no. I mean, I would have liked to have watched it, too. You want to put money on it. You want to hear a tweet, right? Under 55. While Jason's setting up the music. You were going to do an under 55 bet, right? Yeah, I was going to do the under... Un, total total score over under total score 50 un, over 55 points over or under you know what the final was what 51 Whew. you could have came through on no that. i would have lost oh the you were final gonna been under totals? yeah 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 they that's the score Fuck. that was the fucking good one too that was the one that actually paid out yeah big you could have done it uh, Jeff Bezos than- took a picture with Lizzo at the Super Bowl, and his tweet is, I just took a DNA test. Turned out I'm 100% Lizzo's biggest fan. Oh! <laughs> yeah. So that's Jeff Bezos. Just Why don't be a bad bitch? Like, that's the best thing to be. No, he had to... Or that bitch. He didn't want to say that. All right, well, let's go to break, man. We ready to go to break, Jason? Yeah. Break time.
like to drink sunlight. Some people like to drink moonlight. Some people like to drink soda. Sometimes I'll drink a soda. Some people like to smoke cigarettes. Some people like to get upset. Some people like to smoke other stuff. Some people like to be naked.
Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. Love all y'all that tune in. We're streaming live every Wednesday and Sunday night if we're in town. Sometimes we do live shows. Sometimes we go to wrestling. Sometimes we go to corn. Sometimes things happen. But we're here every Wednesday and Sunday night when we can be. You can see us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. That's the place to watch what we do. We're taking calls. We've got, you know, we're kind of going to roll into some overtime. We did start late and we jack some jaw a little too much at the beginning so there is a cue here we're going to go into like a speed round um cut to the point and uh we're we're ready to take all these calls right yeah let's do it think we can do it i don't know let's try <laughs> thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight yo yo what up howdy what's up is this yo oh. this is Vic from queens living in long beach Oh, I yeah, <laughs> okay. I was like, that is uh, Long Beach. Ca- I just almost said Long Beach, California. <laughs> uh, yeah, Long Beach, California. Uh, so, how do you like uh, California compared to New York? The weather is so much fucking better. The weed is better, but the same shit. When uh, when they did the whole legalized weed thing out here, the medicinal was so much better. Because you could just get your wreck and get your weed. But now it's like tourist weed. But I do love Cali. I like the weather. But I like New York culture better. Okay. Okay. Well, you sound... You definitely... People probably ask you if you're from New York a lot. (laughs) Yeah. No doubt. (laughs) (laughs) So what's going on tonight? Uh, Just chilling with my girlfriend. uh, Working on some stuff for next week we were canvassing for bernie sanders earlier today did like a four-hour shift knocking on doors in california in long beach uh yeah i'm a dsa member i organized with dsa burn me all the way trying to fucking take down the system you know so you're you're trying to you're you're talking to people about like voting in the primary and and who they're taking temperature and trying to get people activated for bernie uh, yeah, I was with, uh, through the Bernie Sanders campaign, we, uh, they had set up a power canvas. We went down there, we had an app, PDI, that app uh, aggregates voter information, and then the Sanders campaign hands out assignments to specific houses and specific voters with like a really short surveyed question that you all do through the app. And uh, how, how is it going? How are you feeling about your responses? <laughs> feeling great like you know we're all in and then you just realize how like some fools are just so fucking out of touch yeah this one dude straight up with a straight face 
His house is looking like some hippie. We walk up in there, we knock on the door, and he's like, yeah, I'm more of like a Biden-Bloomberg type of team. I want, you know, Biden got the experience, Bloomberg got the money. All right, guys, have a good day. Thanks for knocking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. Yes. It's weird. Okay. Uh, it is kind of like in the world that I exist in, it, it's pretty much agreed upon what they want to happen. And it is really weird when you talk to somebody that's like, I don't know. I think we uh, think we need to go to the middle here. We need to campaign to the people in the middle. And it's like, I don't think so. I mean, I do kind of feel like uh, the in the middle thing is just rich people who think like, I don't want things to change too much sort of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it, yeah. I know what you mean. For for disconnected people, for them, it becomes a matter of uh, it's like picking a video game character. You know, they're just picking the the candidate that they want to play in this like online RPG thing, like the the disconnect from uh you know the Sanders campaign and and what he's trying to address and the message that he's been doing for as long as he's been doing that kind of stuff. Uh. It's it's surprising how people can just throw it to the side and and feel like they want to focus on electability or something like that, you know? Yeah, and it's like, but you can't blame them because we grew up in this system that yeah. teaches the exact opposite. And, like, that's always the one thing I got to remember. I can't really get mad at these people. I can't really, like... You know, like, there's no tension there because their brains are broken, just like my brain was broken, like, growing <laughs> up in this system. And yeah. being told A, B, and C, just like with weed. I was just telling my girlfriend, weed is, like, the, my first step into, like, socialism. Because my, all through elementary school, I was told by authority figures, you smoke weed, you are a loser, and your whole life is going to go down the drains. I went to Catholic school. In high school, I smoke weed, I'm fine. I smoke weed. I like it. I find out a couple of my uncles who are really successful joints fall out their fucking marble box. <laughs> oh, they smoke weed. Yeah. So everybody telling me this shit about weed was wrong and they were lying. What else were they lying about? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean but. And it is, I mean, you, you, like, you, you come outside of the system or you come up with like a practical experience that is outside like the status quo, but there are these people that didn't ever like open themselves up to that and just think of it like Joe Biden is a great fucking choice. Joe Biden is like a, a the marketable option to, to win this presidency. They're not really understanding that, uh, you know, activating people based upon their, their, experiences with the government and their experiences with the law and authority and all of that is a is has it's a way bigger moment movement and a that is the way to win the election you need to get people active the fact that there's folks running around outside trying to get get people involved with bernie is very indicative of the kind of power behind him and like that's how you win an election it's it's not like this horse race msnbc you know trying to pick the best avatar for the democratic party you know that that stuff is 
in the end, it's like gambling. Like we were talking about earlier on the show, you're going to win a hundred. You're going to lose a hundred. You're going to win a hundred and you're going back and forth. Those folks are just going to be in power and they're going to make sure that you, you can almost break even or that the house gets the house wins. You know, you, you get 98.5% of your money back when you put it into the United States. That's what the Democrats are going to do for you. You know? Yeah. And like, I voted for Obama twice. I was out in the streets as a black man celebrating this dude's win, that a guy, Barack Hussein Obama, could come up there and win. And then, eight years later, there's no hope and change. Right. And also, I'll say this. I'll say this about Obama. Like, I mean, I voted for him twice, too. And uh, maybe once. No, I think I voted for him twice. I think I only voted for him once. But I also under I, I think people underestimate, you know, 2007, where it was like we're talking about having maybe our first black president, and nobody thought that was possible. They would have all of these people, uh, all of these people who decide who's electable would have definitely said he wasn't electable they were at saying, that time. They, they were, were saying, saying it. Yes, and it's like. Man, we have a chance this time to maybe get somebody who's really promising, like, who's really promising to change everything, who who has seems like he's always sort of been on the side of that, too. Like, it's not like a new thing. It doesn't feel cynical. And I also I I think that, like, his policies, they're going to call him a socialist and a communist when they come after him, but I really don't think that matters as much anymore. I don't think people think that I, I think when people look at him and he's explaining stuff, they're going to be like, he, I mean, they're not going to say like, I'm a communist now, but they're going to say in their brain, Oh, he's not a communist. He's just trying to do a few extra things. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I just don't think he's Right, he's not offering like super radical shit or anything, you know. It's it. It is though. It is though. I mean, it is pretty. Ra- the stuff he's offering is pretty radical for the United States, like things that I would never think would happen in this place. Yeah, I, I we were talking before the show, and like, I mean, I I'm definitely the smash the state to the, the most radical degree, and it's hard to to get excited about a fucking Democrat. I mean, I don't care who it is or what their their platform is. It's like it's still rallying behind like a democrat um that have let let us down you know for for so long at this point uh but uh this type of the the type of things that they're talking about the type of honesty that he has and the the track record of saying things that are in line with what street fight has said since we started you know and seeing people that have come Mm -hmm. up in the wake I mean, I love the 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 Rashida Tlaib thing. Booing Hillary Clinton is yeah. the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, I I when I as a performer, as somebody that does the political content that we do, I like it when people feel uncomfortable to boo, and then you're like, no, 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 fuck them. Like, really go hard. Like, fuck, fucking boo that person. You know, like. We, we like pro wrestling because we want to share negative reactions at people. We want to be able to levy our vote. Like we're against that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, Bernie is accommodating for, for those things. Like he, I, I, I also do think that like, I think 10 years or, you know, six years ago, maybe me and Brett would have been more like, 
fuck this shit, you know, it's still America. But like, I, I watched 2016 happen and I'm watching this happen and I can't help but like feel sort of encouraged by the people it's activating, you know, so like you're, you're canvassing, you're canvassing and I sort of feel like, do you think you would have canvassed for anybody else, you know? <laughs> No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so it's like it's hard for me to be a guy that like feels no. cynical about something like this because I feel like a lot of people are just saying, "Okay, practically we're looking at he can he's promising universal health care, student loan debt forgiveness, and legal weed, and maybe a a, a less of a, a warlike state." And like, uh, I'm looking at that and I'm like, and he has inspired so many people and he's like winning so far. I mean, we'll, we're not going to know, obviously you could be listening to this after the primary, but like, but like he's winning. And part of me feels like, I mean, I felt so alone for so many years, you know, doing the show yeah. or like having these politics. And part of me feels like if he can like win, that means we're not alone. Like, yeah, we're there are a lot of us. Yeah, I mean, all I wanted was po for politicians to boo Hillary Clinton, and it actually happened. <laughs> and also, like, there's something about there's also something about this thing where there's like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, uh, yeah. and uh, Eon Omar. There's something about like a win really could like reshape that party, maybe. And uh, I mean, that's I mean, the kind of shit, and, you and, know. Yeah, and and you know the people that are activated and the people that are pushing for the win. If Bernie Sanders comes through a win, like those people aren't going to go away. I mean, that just makes it so that we don't have to fight for the electoral side of things. We don't have to fight against a Donald Trump, like like to have all these people uh, with the support of, you know, the top down support of, you know, uh, I guess the the authority, whatever it may be. Uh, it, it kind of relieves it in a way. It allows for people to work on other things and, and hopefully to see some sort of material relief. You know, it's the best option we got. I mean, because otherwise no one wants to get in the streets with me. <laughs> like, with every, like, that's just, you know, not that I'm, I'm not trying to be holier than thou, but we just aren't pushed to the point where people are ready to, like, physically get out there right. and take things over. And uh, this is an opportunity. You're right. You're right. This is an opportunity to change the culture, though. I mean, I, like street fight is uh, it's tough for me to do it. So in some ways, I feel like it's just entertainment. But the goal of what we do is propagandizing people and creating a world where people are more comfortable being on the outside politically and for advocating for working class folks and creating a bigger community. So I think it would be against what we do to like shit all over Bernie Sanders and the people that are activated from this, because I know that a lot of them were like bullshit ass liberals that were like John Kerry fanatics at one point in their life or <laughs> like would, would never consider this. But you know, 2016 was the kind of uh, it was kind of the bifurcation point that created this scenario where it's like, are you establishment or are you not? And I think that we're finding out, through social media, through connecting with people and through uh, organizing that there's a lot of anti-establishment people out here that want to at least have a go at it if we're going to keep doing this thing. You know, if we're going to keep doing the president thing, we want somebody that's going to fucking really Ralph, really uh, advocate for us, you know, as working people.
Yeah, no doubt. And to also say, like, after 2016, I was angry. But listening to different podcasts, listening to a podcast like you, like Chapo, Michael Brooks, Majority Report, I could go on and on, Struggle Session, True and On, just to be like, wow, there's so many people out here younger than I am. I'm 43. Younger than I am that are like putting that are like putting out ideas that I jive with. And then like, what? it's not just them. There's a bunch of us. Yeah. And like you said, from social media, like I'm nuts on social media. Like my friends are like, oh, Vic's a socialist. And I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking socialist. Damn right. <laughs> yeah. And but nobody unfriends me though. You know what I mean? Like I'm out here. It's like, yeah, I'm out here knocking on doors. What are you doing? Like you could do whatever, but like you can't shit on what I'm doing because you're not doing shit. Yeah. You know? yeah that- and I'm challenging all my democratic friends to be like, yo, you think there's a crisis? Well, step up. Here's an app. Go knock on doors and go fucking organize. The only check against this goddamn system is organize. That's it. That's yeah. it. And that's what we got to do. And that's, that is how you find out who's faking the funk because so much of Instagram is about presenting a life of what you do, this or that. And people do like express political opinions that are ugly and unnecessary and they're not involved at all. But like, if you're out there saying that, like I'm, I'm doing this and uh, I'm organizing and I'm putting in real effort, like that has credibility. Like no one can knock you for actually going out there and and living your truth. You know, that you're, you're, it, like that's realness all the way through it's it's you can't it's yeah. undeniable yeah and i tried to like yo after 2016 it's like yo fuck that i'm i'm still gonna post but i'm also gonna be activated and put give up my only precious commodity which is my time on this fucking planet to dedicate it to other people for some change you know yeah, yeah and, and it's, it's i i really admire the people who are going canvassing for like their first time i i I just released a show with Brace on the main feed where I talked about how nervous I was. I can't camp. I I just am scared to canvas. And uh, so like when I hear people that are out there doing it, I really admire that. I I think that's a hard thing to do. No doubt. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in. We, we got it. We, we have bullshitted uh, a lot, so we got to get to more calls. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. Shock! I love it. See you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> peace out. I love it when people say they love Shocktober because it was really my tour de force. Yeah, One of them. it was a big accomplishment. It, kind of. Yes. This is pharmacy. Pharmacist. Thank this is you. Pharmacist. I've sorry. got the showers. I've got the showers. All the hits. Wait, what's the other one? Let me get one more. I got the showers. Uh. I've got a butt malt like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> a butt malt? Yeah, that's a bad one because I thought he says butt mole, first of all. And then Chris informed me that it was a butt malt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Is <laughs> Like a chocolate malt? Like a frozen malt? <laughs> that's what he was saying, but yeah. this is not a thing anybody's ever said. Butt malt. Butt malt. I've got the butt chunder like you wouldn't believe. If it's cold in Chicago and... You you don't wipe properly. Yeah. All right, okay. let's see who the next caller is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Al from uh, Chicago. What's up, Al? How's it going? Just talking about Man Cow, your hometown. We yeah, we were just talking about yeah. your your greatest son, Man Cow. Chicago's greatest son, Man Cow. <laughs> I I don't listen to Man Cow, but uh, I know uh, Connor Golden does. 
Well, everybody listens to Man Cow. It's the most popular radio yeah. show in Chicago. So, yeah. uh, what what's going on tonight, Al? Oh, nothing much. Just uh, smoking a bit of weed earlier. I was, uh, I have uh, one hitter right next to me, like you were talking about earlier. Mm. The, the 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 smoking kind. Metal is it a fake cigarette? Yeah, yeah. Metal. It looks like a fake cigarette. Yeah. Oh, you got to get a quartz yeah. one at least. Go get a quartz one. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't use it that much anymore. I have uh, one of those dried bud vaporizers now that I use that instead. Oh, I got one of those too. I do too. I don't. I'm not going to say the brand because they're not paying me. Packs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. But yeah, no. The. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. You okay. go first. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, we were talking about uh, weed a bunch earlier and stuff. Uh, the. I, I've been trying to go to one of the dispensaries, but like all the ones in Chicago are sold out for non-medical use. I've heard. Uh, so I, yeah, so I think I'm going to try to get a medical card. There, apparently, a buddy of mine was telling me there is a place that is like, oh, yeah, you just go in and they give you the sheet and give you the list of doctors and what they charge uh, if they don't take insurance to sign their name. God, I wish they took so insurance. Yeah, when I do weed maps in California, yeah. the um the medical is way cheaper. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely the way to go. I should get it. Yeah, it, it would what? mean like, oh, I can just go to a dispensary anytime, and I don't have to pay the recreational tax. Would yeah, like thirty percent or something. Now we were so dumb when when we were trying to get weed legal, when we were like, just tax the shit out of it, man. I just want it, and it's like. Oh, they took that to heart, of course. Yeah, That's the one time actually, they listened to us. They literally <laughs> asked me $60 for some weed. Yeah. Yeah, that's they, they listen to you once, and that's when you say, tax the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you should uh, get a medical that, card, I would say. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to. Just tell yeah, me you got uh, panic attacks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, two last things I'll say. Brian... I'm loving you on the no cartridge series that you're doing with Trevor. Mm, it's thank super you. fucking interesting. Thank you. That's that's uh, I I like doing it. It's it's a good time. I get to uh, talk about video games, which is something we don't do very much over here. So thank you. Yeah, and and the other thing is, uh, I can't wait for you guys to come to Chicago next time. Uh, I was the person that took the photograph the photos for you at the hideout. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we should be back there in July and also September. So we're going to do two little oh, things nice. there. We might do something really big and cool there in September. Possibly. Variety show. We might do a variety nice. show Looking there in September. <laughs> but, uh, oh, hell yeah. Thanks for calling in. Uh, we got to get to the next ones. Thank you. Thank you for the compliments, though. It was very cool. Yeah, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? What's up? Killing hey. it right now. Is this me? Yeah, yeah we got gotcha. you. If you if you think hey. you two. Yeah, I am me. You are we, and I'm a walrus. Yeah, cuckoo cuckoo. Hey, so this is Lucas from Connecticut. How are you guys doing? Great, we're feeling good. Connecticut, we're gonna be up around there by in May. So very excited. Keep for that. on the lookout for that. Hellfire, baby. Uh, what's up? 
Um, I wanted to call in and share a Dave and Buster's story. I'll oh, try to uh, keep it quick yes. because I know you guys are uh, burning through some time pretty pretty fast. Am I talking? Yes. Are we talking to an advantage player right now? Yes. Are you an advantage um, player? Well, so I heard that episode and then I was like, I should see if they got the uh, flappy tickets. They do. Turns out I don't have the skills to be an advantage <laughs> player, but I tried. They nerfed it. They nerfed it. How'd you do? Okay, now I now I I, I got it. So this you were called to tell us the story of your trying to be an advantage player, right? Flappy Bird. Well, no. So okay. I the first time I ever went to a Dave and Buster's, um, I've I've called in previously. I'm a job coach for a guy with disabilities. Oh, I remember. Uh, yeah. And uh, one of our goals is community access. So that can sometimes count as a trip to the mall or Dave and Buster's. So we went to Dave and Buster's, and I was playing one of the coin pusher games, which I had never played before. Are you familiar with it? Oh, oh Brett's too familiar. Yeah, with Star it. Trek okay. or SpongeBob. Uh, this one was like a slot machine themed. And really? Like if you got the yeah, if you drop the coin through, and it like goes through, it's like the plinko thing, but then it lands on the the metal shelf that slides back and forth. Yes. And I figured out pretty early that the time to drop the coin is when the uh, shelf is slid all the way in. Yep. Because by the time the coin makes it to the bottom, it lands at the back of the row and get maximum pushage. Most surface area. Oh. Right. Brett, I watched Brett and... The first time I was there. I watched Brett and Tom pump about $12 (laughs) into one of those at a truck stop. (laughs) Yeah, I, I got on a roll and I didn't want to leave. And I thought I was just getting super lucky. Turns out the machine I was using was malfunctioning. And I thought I was just the greatest player alive. But it's supposed to be set up so that when a coin gets knocked over, you get tickets added to your like little swipe card thing. Yep. And it doesn't spit out the coins on the bottom, right? Like you're only supposed to get coins by putting in your card. It spits out like six coins. You put those six in, everything you knock over gives you points. Mm -hmm. This thing was messed up. I was getting extra coins back when I was getting the tickets. Hell yeah. So I only put in like a couple bucks and I kept getting tickets, tokens and tokens and tokens. And I'm there with my client. I was no lie in front of this machine for an hour. And finally he was like, can we please leave? (laughs) That sounds like my daughter. I got to give these tokens to somebody else. And I just gave another random guy a bucket of tokens, but... I got my client seventeen thousand tickets. Whoa, that's a good. That's a good come up. That's a lot of tickets. Is it? That's it almost was, a switch game. I, I felt amazing. I felt like a king. And he wanted to spend like fifty tickets on a golf ball, and then that was it. So I was like, "All right, the rest of yours, save them." You, there's usually have a Deadpool game there that you can get, or like a Deadpool <laughs> socks. <laughs> Is that what you? that I wanted, but it was his tickets. I wasn't really getting it for me, so I was like, you know, you get what you want. All you want is going to get Brett and Tom Sexton from the uh, Trillbillies, uh, we went to South of the Border, which is a highly problematic truck stop in South Carolina, and uh, they had one of those coin machines, and it didn't give tickets. You just got to keep the quarters. Yeah, like it, it just dropped quarters instead. Yeah, it can be set up like a gambling machine. Like if they don't have Dave and Buster's tokens in it, and I was just getting real quarters back, I would have made more than seventeen thousand tickets worth of quarters, and I would be paying for laundry for a year. Yeah, seventeen grand is good. And the thing about it at Dave and Buster's, so it's like when the machine malfunctions, it doesn't process your coin; it spits it out in the bucket in front of you. And when you insert it into the machine, it gives you a credit for like three to five fucking tokens in the coin pusher. 
Okay. Like it's 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 a that's a good come like that's good. The Star Trek but one then, sometimes it spits them out and you get to put them back in and you get three to five extra coins. Oh, so it it is a common thing that the the coin pushers spit stuff back out. I it's not that common. I mean, I, I mean, I I mean, over an hour of play, I probably get like ten to twenty coins that don't process correctly. Like it, it's not that often. Gotcha. So that was back in like August, and then we went like a week or two ago, and uh, when we went to redeem some stuff to get uh, some of that uh, avocado street corn toast, which yes! I didn't know you could get with tickets. It's so good. Uh, once I knew that, I was like, "All right, I'm not packing a lunch today. We're gonna get some, some free Dave and Buster's." Food. It's good. We had seventeen thousand uh, tickets on there, but then we went to redeem it, and the girls were like, "Hmm, there's a hold on this card," and I was like, um, no. "What does that mean?" And she's like, "I don't know. I gotta call a manager over." So I was like, oh, okay. Oh. And I'm standing there like, oh. I, I mean, how much trouble? I can't be in trouble because I'm an adult. and you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah this law, is... So I'm not in any trouble. This is tickets. So like, Am I going to take away my tokens? Or, yeah, my tickets. And then the manager comes over, and she just like pushed a bunch of buttons, and she was like, oh, it says, uh, it says the machine gave you a lot more tickets than it should have for the tokens you were putting in. Oh, and weird. And I was just like, yeah, it was a good day. I, I don't know. <laughs> we got a lot of tickets, and... She pushed some buttons and she was like, "Okay, you guys are all set," and gave us the card back with all the tickets on it. Oh, so we made out all right. Putting a hold on that's a hold on tickets that's one. Petty, a hold on dude. tickets one. Petty to put a hold on tickets. You know, it's yeah, just like just can't do that. Give them the fucking tickets. You know? Yeah. That's oh. so I just wanted to share that story. Thanks for taking the call. And one last comment, Brian. You said that. Uh, you can't, the Chuck E. Cheese and McDonald's only hires unattractive people. I also worked at Chuck E. Cheese, and I don't think I'm unattractive. Well, I'm just I saying guess. you probably maybe were wearing dirty pants when you went to the interview. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's the only kind of pants that I own. <laughs> so, yeah. I um, mean, that's the only thing I can think of, the reason why I couldn't get a job anywhere else. <laughs> you didn't wash your pants. It's <laughs> just dirty pants, probably, really, with, like, ripped bottoms because they were dragging on the concrete all the time. Yeah. But uh, thanks thanks for calling in. Please keep us updated on if you become a uh, Dave & Buster's Advantage AP, player. If you're an, an AP. AP. We would love to hear AP stories. I mean, malfunctioning is like you have to exploit that. I honestly, I would text my wife and say, "I'm not coming home for dinner. This machine is fucking malfunctioning." <laughs> and she would go scoop my kid up from Latchkey and meet me at Dave and Buster's to go it's, double down on this, this thing. Is the deal. We take the whole savings account. <laughs> Here's the deal. Trade in for tickets. Tickets aren't money. They can be. Right, but I'm saying tickets aren't money, so they shouldn't. I mean, putting a hold on it. No, hold on it is weird. I don't, I mean, that is very outrageous. Put a hold on my No, you got them. Yeah. I mean, I've been to the place. They've given me, like, they give them to you for free. And like like he said in the story, basically, they put a hold on it and some manager that has to deal with somebody that is, has a hold on their tickets is just like, I'm not going to fight with you about this. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to. A stab at this fucking computer screen for like forty five seconds and just be like, "You're fine." Yeah, yeah, that's. I'm exactly not what it creating be. no fucking kerfuffle over this. I like it. We got a couple more to go. Let's we got we got one jump in that's gonna okay. like you have well, to get out of here. Okay, no, we're we're taking what we have what we had previously, and hopefully it's no pranks. Hey, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hi, uh, 
Uh, this is Eliza and Allendale, Michigan. What's hey, up, Eliza? Eliza? How are you? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, I called you guys like once previously, like a while ago. We talked about um, what me being a maid. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember. September 15th. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, he knows the exact date. <laughs> well, what's going on tonight? Y'all ever... Um, not a lot. I got my next... Um, or my first day of student teaching tomorrow, so I'm pretty nervous. You're nervous? I mean, is it... Uh, uh, yeah. What grade? Middle school. That was an eighth. And you don't have to yeah. teach the class That's yet. You just sit in the class, right? And then all the teenagers yeah. are like, one of these days, she's going to be teaching this class. I'm going to get over on her a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that, I mean, I've never like taught in a classroom before. I used to work at a daycare, which I guess was kind of similar. I yeah. got, my position was called a teacher, but I was working with one to two-year-olds. So, you know, it wasn't as... Um, involved, but um, yes. Yeah, I mean, most yeah, of school is babysitting. Yeah, pretty much. I'm trying to go to uh, to eventually become a sex ed teacher, so uh, I'm doing a middle school health class. So it'll be interesting for sure. Oh, my daughter, uh, when she did sex ed, was just enraptured by the whole thing like yeah. that was when my daughter started using dirty language like basically the teacher <laughs> at school taught her yeah. to use the dirty language once she understood what sex <laughs> was then it was all about like this guy's fucking stupid dick you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> How did she, you feel about that? Me, I, I mean, we're a pretty open yeah. house, you know. I uh, being a comic, like, I, I mean, I'm not like a real pervy kind of guy, but like, I don't mind talking about telling dirty jokes with the kid. I think it's fun, you know. It's yeah. It's yeah. like, it's not like uh. I, I mean, I don't, I don't like do it as much in my job, job, but like with Gwen. I mean, I don't know. It's fun to fucking joke about immature shit with a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Ooh. we talk about it. Can For I sure. I think it's definitely, like, uh, we're taught to from a young age to kind of fear uh, talking about our bodies and fear our bodies, especially when it comes to sexual, sexual type stuff. Um, so I think it's definitely a good thing to talk about it like very openly and casually and not treat it like it's some sort of heavy you know thing yeah i don't want to yeah, be a dad that freaks out about his daughter's femininity you yeah know what I mean? joe, <laughs> well, joe larson yeah. one of our, our very early teen listeners he's like swedish as fuck and like he just they just talked about it like it's a regular ass function of the human body and he has like no weird yeah. he has no weird circumstances or rituals or any of that shit around it Hey, so yeah. this is a good thing to ask you about because this hit me. This hit my doorstep before even Brian. Um, mm -hmm. My niece wanted to come over and stay the night at my house and invite her mm -hmm. girlfriend to stay with us for the whole weekend. And I felt in a weird position where I'm like, I do not want to condone any sort of I don't know if I can condone teenage sexual activity, although I do condone teenage sexual activity. 
Like, it's not fair. Yeah. I I look like an irresponsible adult, but I'm also like the one that like is doesn't like that the teens like. Like, I don't know how to. I don't know. It's hard to like navigate a grandma relationship and like her yes. her mom's relationship. Yeah. Like, I don't know what what it is, but uh, you don't want to step on the toes of the people that are doing the work day in day out. Yeah, I I get what you're saying too. But it's like it landed on my doorstep way before I ever thought it would happen. I I mean <laughs> I I sort of like worry about uh, I I worry about what I let the kids get away with i i worry about what i like gwen get away with a little bit more when there's other kids around like she definitely has mm-hmm. to be on a certain a different set of behavior when her friends are around than she does when she's just around me and katie because like i don't want to fucking fuck it up for i don't want to fuck it up for like some other people raise their kids totally different than me and yeah. i don't want to fuck it up mm-hmm. for them because it's their right to make their decisions i think they're dumb but like if it came down to something like that in my house like if my daughter was dating somebody and wanted them to stay the night i don't i don't i don't i've not been faced with that issue yet and she's my kid and she's on birth control and i mean i probably would let it happen really like i don't i'm not like i really don't want to be a guy I don't want to be a sitting on the porch with a shotgun dad, man. And I don't want to feel like I have dominion yeah. over this person's body. You know? Yeah. I mean, that shit's all groovy sure. to me, too. But I like, I, I can't make the Like, it was just uh, weird to have it put on my doorstep because my personal beliefs are not what I my beliefs are when it comes to somebody else's fucking child, which... I also well, you think can that end they up suck. Like shit. I think they shouldn't be in. Yeah. I think they're assholes. Like you, it's they they come to me because like I am like ready to uh, console them and talk to them like they're real people and not just yell at them or or say that they're like making mistakes or anything like that. You know, like I I think that it was a it's a matter of comfortability and now I have to say like no you can't like do that at my house you can't. But you can just say no because your mom will fucking freak out about it. Yeah, that's You know what I mean? You can just tell them. That's what I would fucking do. I mean, for me, it's like uh, explaining. I've explained it a bunch of times. Like, Gwen, you can't, like, do this stuff with this person because their fucking parents will freak out about it. I don't want to fucking, I don't want to deal with the shit that comes from other people's parents freaking out about whatever it is that I allow my kid to do. I like, I don't want her to do drugs. And like, I would, I would like it if she waited to have sex until she's like emotionally mature, but I'm also not in charge of that. It's not fair, but I just be secretive about it. Like, I just don't want you, I just want you to hide it from me. Like, don't hide it from me. Like I hide it from you. Yeah. The way I think about it. It's like, you know, we're doing sex. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have have it but we're like you stay away being like you know we wait until you're in your room with the door shut and the fan on and the lights out <laughs> yes and then <laughs> we shut our door turn our fa- fan on and turn, turn the, the music lights out. out and be no music and no we're music. really quiet about it we're just really we're stealth and polite just super as i've always said but, but but i mean she knows i have sex with my wife yeah she knows we have sex but we don't like and I talk would, to her about all the great times we've had sex or anything like that. We yeah. just like, 
I feel like a freak now because you said music. And I'm like, I haven't had sex with music on since like fucking 1998. Dude, you should. <laughs> I mean, it's a very easy what? way to spice shit up. But <laughs> yeah. What, what's y'all's uh, favorite uh sex music oh great now i gotta say what i had sex last time too <laughs> head yeah. pe was what i was listening to if i remember correctly i mean the first song i ever i'll say this on the air and i'm gonna regret it for the rest of my life the first song i ever listened to while i was having sex with a woman was black by pearl jam and every time i see it i think like this is my sex song baby the sex happened on this one <laughs> And what was everything? <laughs> Honestly, basically, yeah. all I do is I turn on Sade, and my wife is just like, she just starts laughing, like, about 20 minutes into it, and is like, are you trying to have sex? I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to have sex. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to say it. I don't want to say it out loud, but, yeah, I'm trying to set the mood here. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, oh, but, I, yeah, music, yeah, you I got to. I think in music is good. Why well, now? I feel weird about it, man. Because I, I guess I'm probably done with the TV on, but no music. Yeah, ever. TV is sucks, man. I know. Like if you're doing it to a fucking Netflix movie, I shut that shit off. Not some like English patient, like some sort of you know like diners, drive-ins, and <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. Come, I have cut this off. It's taking me out of it. I I definitely have a problem where uh, I really like movies a lot and I'll have someone over specifically to like hook up with them and I'll be like, all right, let's watch this movie. And I won't pick like, you know, a, a distracting movie or, you know, I'll, I'll pick like yes, something that I really like and really want them to watch. And, then, you know, they're going to try and, you know, start to initiate things. And I'm like, but wait, like, look at this scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so weirded. I, I can't believe I'm going to fucking take this information back home. Uh, this is something I've learned from work and I'm going to say, you know what? Maybe next time we have sex, let's put a tune on. Dude, you I know? love cutting music on. Even if it's just something that we like. Just old school stuff. Just any just old jazz shit. Any just Deftones. sexy R&B shit. Digital Bath by Deftones. Yep, stuff you like. Bjork. My fucking Bjork. Like just anything that is like you, Bjork. you have an experience. <laughs> special connection with i i think that it's a big i think it is a good important part of it in my opinion <laughs> rearranged by limp yeah. biscuit <laughs> whatever does it? it can definitely it can definitely make or break a situation for sure well i don't think it has to be so serious all the time i think that it can there can be a manner yeah. of you know irony there can be a manner of fun and being silly and Listening to like just fucking music, like, like what you're saying. Right turning now. on Rob Zombie and then like it's funny at first, but then you start like hammering down to like fucking Astro Creek, <laughs> oh. and you're like, "Fuck!" I mean, this is fun actually. This feels dangerous. This feels like I'm in the the Foot Clan, and the Ninja Turtles are about to beat us up. <laughs> Wicked dead girl. Yeah, <laughs> that is. I mean, Rob Zombie makes sex music, though. I believe. I mean, Unless again, shit? not a guy that fucking ha <laughs> again. It's it's been since you don't have sex. the nineties. You don't put music on. I haven't not since the nineties, but I'm going to. I'm going to take this under. I know I don't like to say that I have sex, but I'm going to take this under advisement, and I'm going <laughs> to try it maybe one time when we're not like just about to go to sleep, and I got like you know do host man do host. Somebody said 
My wife would fucking absolutely. My wife hates all the music that me and Brett listen to. Oh no, all of it. I tried to get her to come to Ramstein with me, and she said no. And I'm like, it's a trip to fucking Chicago, and she's like, yeah, to see Ramstein. <laughs> I don't think I want to go to that. Oh, you really got. I think you'll be great. You just. Thanks. Here's the thing about fucking kids in middle school, right? Be honest. As I mean, obviously you're in a press professional environment, but be like as honest as you possibly can to them, and they they will respect you for that. That's kids, what I've always yeah. had. I've always with with the older kids, with preteens and teens, the way that. I've raised my kid is like, they respect me because I don't bullshit with them. Like I, I tell them exactly what I believe and what, what life is like for me and shit. Yeah. I got to say it with, with kids like that. I like to put myself on skates. Like I just, to just like to be out there and uh, let them say whatever fucked up thing they want to say at me and like not to be bothered by, it, you know, just try just uh, engage with them in a way that, uh, Gives them a little bit more credit than they deserve. <laughs> That's how I like to deal with kids. Yeah. Like, just yeah. give them a little extra yeah. and see if they fuck it up or not. Because a lot of them don't, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. They're fun. I, I, I think, wanna... I also think you're really smart for doing middle school. Because, like, if I wanted to, if I was ever going to teach, it was going to be middle school or high school. Because those little ones are nightmares. So, <laughs> I, yeah. I agree see, with your decision. Always... Thanks. I always thought that I would do anything except middle school because middle schoolers are vicious, man. Like, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. My, my kid has definitely gotten nicer since she's been a freshman than she was when she was in middle school. It still seems super vicious. It was a very weird thing because it's like you're in middle school, you're in a school with a bunch of other students. But, uh, for some reason at that point, she wasn't like associating with sixth and seventh graders. Like she saw that as like mm -hmm. when she was in eighth grade, she was like, I'm not going to fucking play with sixth graders. You yeah. know, they're too yeah. fucking, they're babies, Kids. you know? Kids. And then when she got into high school, it's like, it seems like, uh, the, the fresh, the freshmen talk to the juniors and the seniors and, and the sophomores. And she's hanging out with like all different ranges of different kinds of people now. And I feel like she's a little bit, she's still not open-minded. She like, she'll never watch a movie with subtitles or a black and white movie. Like she might in the future, but definitely now she's like, is it black and white? I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Was it made in 1980? I don't want to watch some 80 shit. So 80s is 80s too old. Is the best shit. 80s is too old. Like, yeah, apparently. I mean, she does like 80s. <laughs> she does like the 80s cop movies. Okay. The, the fucking the the Beverly Hills Cops and Last Boy, that kind of stuff. She likes, yeah. but you know. Well, thanks for calling in. We got to get to our how many we got left? One last okay. call. All right, we're gonna take our last call, and I think we're done. Last call for all y'all. Right. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Have a good it. night, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a Twitter or anything you're trying to 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 push? You want to push a Twitter? Oh no. Yeah, I would. Thank you. I wouldn't either if I was becoming a teacher. Respectable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, teaching is tough. I think eighth grade, I think sixth, seventh, and eighth grade sounds like I, I could handle that. So uh, there was something in, we have a kid street fight group on Facebook, and we were talking about public school. And I've complained because public school is like, I've had some complaints with like the testing and the way that they didn't have a left-handed computer available for Charlotte. And 
public school is like a shitty fucking place. But I found that like there is a lot of people that advocate and like are willing to work with my kid. Like she had issues with reading and I met with four really dedicated, like highly educated people, child psychologists and guidance counselors and all these people. Uh, you know, the 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 folks that sign up to do that education are like the ones that are going above and beyond, you know. What they want, they they're they're there. I, it seems like if you're willing at least to teach at like Columbus Public Schools, uh, you you're trying to make a difference. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's uh, and and I, I mean I appreciate it, and I think it is like it is. They're trying to compete with public school, or they're trying to compete with private schools. They're trying to compete with Montessori and all that shit, and they're doing they're going above and beyond. And you know, public public schools is where it's at. Like we should fucking get rid of every private school there is and throw them back into the public fucking just, zoo with the rest I of really- them. I really feel like, and and private school serves a sort of similar function, but with the uh, like uh, uh, the ruling class is that they go to these private schools and they build connections that are going to last the rest of their lives, and, and and they learn how to socialize, they learn how to be around people, and I think it's important that like all people learn to be around other people and learn to have to fucking go into you need i mean it's important to be around in a building where not everybody is going to humor your bullshit for 12 years when you're a kid you know what i mean like that's what i thought about i mean when i look back on my high school it was like that's where i learned like how to be a person that lives in this world yeah you know yeah. I mean, I mean, the private school too is like they get out of testing, which is great for them because they're able to get by on their like, uh, charm and money and create something for themselves without like the rigid testing and in the public school system, they subject them to already. My daughter is like, she said like a couple of weeks ago to me, it was crazy. She was like, dad, do you think that we should be doing all of these testing, all of this testing because it stresses me out? And I was like, no, I absolutely disagree. I think it's a horrible idea. Like, I don't think you should be, I don't think you should feel like this. I don't think you should be worried about it because she's in first grade and kids are at like so many different developmental stages and all they're doing is priming them for this third grade, like test that they're supposed to pass to get fucking money or whatever it is. And well, that's something I've been talking to Gwen about freaking out about grades. And I'm just like, don't fucking worry. Just don't. Yeah. The grades don't matter. I mean, like, you know, uh, we were talking about it earlier. I I was hanging out with Drew and Natalie from garbage brain university. And like, they like, uh, Natalie was, out you know went outside of like the college thing outside of uh the 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 school thing and erica my wife did the same thing she never took an act or the sat she did the same thing you did went to community college and transferred to a university and never had to worry about those fucking tests that they treated like the most important things we were ever going to do in our life you know yeah yeah absolutely it's 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 a better situation to just I don't know. I, again, like when you talk about getting rid of a private school, like that's something that I, 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 li- I like the idea of like, like making people, cause I feel like there are probably a lot of people who went to private school that 
only know people from private school and those are the people i believe that don't understand what it's like to be a normal person yeah and they those have are no the people that are in fucking journalists and and like media personalities not even journalists just middle politicians they're the people that run into a warehouse and they are they went and got a logistics degree and they get to tell everybody how to run the warehouse because they spent a hundred thousand dollars on an education yeah 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 yeah, for sure like we didn't when i was doing warehouse work they didn't promote any of us to management they brought those kids in from fucking college and because they were well healed and they got to do that yeah Absolutely. All right, last call, y'all. Let's see who it is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, this is Ricky from Illinois. What's up, Ricky? How's it going tonight? Oh, pretty good. I've had a pretty good weekend in Iowa canvassing. Oh, all right. All right. Good job. When did you land down there? What? When did you get down there? Oh, I, I just drive over each day. I live about an hour from the border. So you're just driving back and forth. How how, how long uh, you been doing just, it? Just a, just this weekend and tomorrow. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Right, right. And you're trying to get people I, I to, to go out and and caucus. They they caucus. Right, there. right. What does that mean when and you caucus? Caucuses are uh, very crazy uh, and. Uh, they're they're proud of their caucus there, right? But um, it's crazy because they're you have to basically be there at one time, so it's a lot more kind of uh, unequal than like an election where you can early vote and that sort of thing. Uh, okay, you gotta go and, and sit in a room. You gotta go in a room and form a consensus with a bunch of people, right? Right, right. Fuck that. Oh, I would love to do it though. I will tell you right now, if if there was an Ohio caucus, my ass would be caucusing. It sounds like an incredible time. I did find out that in Ohio, um, you can vote in whatever primary that you want. You just pick one or the other. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you declare your fucking party thing. Yeah. So I will go do the Bernie thing when it when it comes to mean anything by now, but yeah, I will do that too. I will definitely do that. But caucusing, uh, 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 do you know much about the process of it? Yeah, I do. It's crazy. So I can describe it more. Go for it. I mean, I just want to understand like what the strategy is to canvassing for a caucus as opposed to a, um, as opposed to a primary. All right. So like in Iowa, you, uh, like the doors close at seven. So if you're in line at seven, you get admitted to the caucus. Like at first they have to do all these formalities. There's like a temporary chair who, for like the precinct who's already appointed by like the party people in that county or whatever. And then that temporary chair has to be officially elected. Then they have to do the same with the temporary secretary. So it's this, these formalities that take time and all. And then, um, they ha- and this is just my understanding, which I've learned a lot the past couple of days, right? But then there's this first round of alignment, and you can do kind of some persuasion of people and talk to people <laughs> before that. I would love but, that. Um, I would fucking, yeah. I would, I would, can I just say, I would love to be forced into a room with my neighbors and have to talk to them about <laughs> politics. Yeah. That's like a dream. Ain't no one leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dream i think that is one of my main one of the 
that's one of the reasons I'm anarchist is like, I, I figure like if we do pull this off, then me and my neighbors will I'll have to go to a building someday and fucking hash it out. Duke it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> so, uh, so then there's the first round of alignment, right? Where people choose what candidates they want to go to. And then anyone under a certain threshold, which, for most places is 15% and they kind of figure out the viability number either have to leave or they can go to a different candidate. And after in that process, there's more persuasion and then precinct delegates are awarded who then go to County conventions. And then the County delegates go to the state convention and then the state convention chooses the national delegates. So it's this whole complicated process and it really kind of, uh, remove people from actually uh having a direct say but they do like like you say they do have kind of a persuasion element with their neighbors and that is kind of the defense of that right now and everything something that also has practices something i would love about it something that that i'd be really into is like being in a room when like the mayor pete people have to go home <laughs> just watching the Klobuchar bros just yeah, to leave. pack it up. Yeah, but, yeah, the uh, yeah. The, well, Bloomberg, I think, is going to be able to pull some stuff off because yeah. I, I think, as Trump is calling him now, Mini Mike is uh, spending enough money that they're just going to let him do whatever he wants. I do love Mini Mike. I think that's a that was like the first real signal that we're in election times other than the people going, you know, other than people going crazy online is when Trump said Mini Mike <laughs> is asking if he can stand on a box on stage at the Democratic <laughs> Got him. God, I wish he wasn't a fascist. I don't want people to be confused either. People aren't just sent home, you know. They do have the opportunity to go to go to better candidates. Right? I'd fucking be like, if they walked over from one candidate over to my candidate, I'd be like, you Johnny-come-lately-ass motherfucker. You know, go home. We don't fucking need you. I was down with this shit before you even caucused. You know, you were over there playing around with fucking mini Mike. And Amy Klobuchar, you know, trying to be an iconoclast with Tulsi Gabbard. Yep. Not me. I'm I was here. Yeah, no. No second fix for you. <laughs> First picks only, huh? Yeah, that's how I would be. That's I wouldn't go to a second pick. They'd be like, okay, like your thing's done, go to a second pick. And I'd be like, I'm fucking going home. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm gonna get high. Actually, uh, the Iowa party did recently change the rules. So if if your first pick's a viable candidate, you can just have your card and go home. That's what I would do. Perfect. I would fucking be honorable and go home. I would fucking flip everybody off in the room and I would walk out the fucking door. You know, that's the honorable way to leave. Smart. Yeah, that's how a fucking political warrior walks out of a room to me. Man. So how are yeah, I've been caucusing in really rural, rural areas and in, uh, in small towns and such, and it's very apparent that uh, a lot of campaigns haven't gone there. That I think Bernie has the kind of volunteer resources, and uh, 
actually cares enough to go down to these places. Yeah, so real, real, mo- real political movement. Like bodies on the ground, yeah. like that counts. Yeah. How how, so are, to stay on. Yeah. how how are people responding to you? I'm pretty positively overall, I'd say. I mean, you can kind of tell the uh, more wealthier parts of a town from the less wealthier parts of a town and kind of from that figure out who's probably going to respond better to it. <laughs> yeah, is it the uh, less wealthy people? Right, right. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what I think that might be like one of the things that they really hate. Right. Is that like, I mean, they don't want poor people having a say. They don't like they don't want working class people to have a say. They they frame it like we're you're you're being selfish when you act in your class interests when you're working class or or, you know, even middle class. Like if you act in your interest then they say that's selfish, except for when they act in their interest, it's not selfish. That's, that is the law of the jungle to them. So they keep out a lot of working class people by making it to where you have to be there at that on Monday night, you know? No, I would still go though. I, I, you know, this, I'm moving to Iowa next time so I can caucus. Cause like, it just sounds incredible to me. I wish we decided ballot initiatives that way, you know? We're trying to legalize weed. You go in a room, fucking everybody stands around. You know, you get a real good idea of what you're going to have by the end, you know. And you know why I also would like to caucus? Oh, there's probably a lot of cranks at the conquerors at, at, at those. Like some real, some real angry, grumpy people that are just going to yell at everybody. And I, I just love that stuff. I just do. I'll be on the ground Monday night, so we'll see. <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. You're our last caller, and you've left us with some positivity. I, I just want to say I love the show. I, I also love What a Hell of a Way to Die. I've been listening for about a year, first time calling. Uh, please come to St. Louis sometime soon. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah, we'll get down there. Right. It's not far. Yeah, we're looking at it. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Well, that's the show, dude. That's Street Fight Radio. We did a fucking show. We got all the calls in, and I don't even think we went over three hours yet. Well, we probably just went over three hours. Yeah. So we did a lot of yapping in the beginning. Well, it's fun. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting what we do. Patreon is a place to find more content. Patreon.com slash Street Fight Radio. We would love to have your monthly support. You know, uh, you get access to a whole bunch of extra stuff if you do. Uh, you can also get access to merch and extra zines and other things at store.streetfightradio.com. Also, please come out. If you're in Columbus, Ohio, this Saturday, I see Jake, our sound engineer. He does all that stuff. He's also a very prolific hip-hop artist. You can check him out, his new project on you know SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all of that. Icy Jake, terrorist threats. He's going to do the whole thing this Saturday in Columbus, Ohio, February 8th at the Oracle. Please be there. Show up. It's going to be a great time. I don't have to perform. I'm just going to be in the audience. I can't wait to see him do his thing. It's a fucking awesome ass album. We played it last. We played it on the show on the 23rd, the the uh, OnlyFans for the Military show. 
And a lot of people asked us who it was. That was Jake. That was Icy Jake. SJW was the song. That's happening February 8th. Head to store.streetfightradio.com to get those tickets. Please show up and uh, party with us. It's going to be a fucking good time. We got Eddie Bars and Young and Eight. You heard him on the variety show that we did a couple weeks ago. It's going to be a good time. I can't wait to do it. But please get in there. Please, please. I love being at shows I don't have to perform at. That's nice. I, and it, and I, I mean, I, I, I want it to be good. You know, with the the tape, I see Jake's tape is coming out. Uh, Natalie was working on it. She's going to the show, and she was like, "I would, I wouldn't make art for this guy if I didn't think his music was good." And you know, his shit fucking rocks. I can't wait to see it live and to hear the stories. Motherfucker went to jail over a Facebook post. So uh, please come out to this uh, event this Friday or this Saturday in Columbus, Ohio. Sorry. All right. At the Oracle. Sweet. Yeah, I'll be there. Brian will be there. Brent will be there. We're Street Fight Radio. Peace.